Triple pop, triple pop. Trip pops. Hey guys, welcome to episode 82 of CMD Towers Bruce and Builds. I'm Mr. Comet number five, and my fellow host will be seizing the day with me today, watching the Justice Ew. League Snyder Cut Big Tuck. Woo! Hello, hello, hello. Uh, hello, angels and angels, because I'm pretty sure it's a, uh, a non-gendered word uh i am losing my mind so i don't have a lot of bits to go off of because i'm slowly becoming a ball of panic uh with my move on the horizon but uh you know it's a thursday uh last we're gearing up for the big show this weekend so hang in there and mr combo i will say this you look you're you're have you are you a big um joseph gordon levitt fan hey he's all right Okay, because you're looking 50-50 today. Oh, oh my God! Oh, wow, wow, wow. yeah, right. That's 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 how you do it. Now, that's entertainment, I'm go ahead and baby. Cut the recording. We're done for the day. We're done. <laughs> that's because you look. Your skin looks great. I don't know if you've got some sun or if it's just what, me? left I just over got from back Mexico. From Cabo. Like, Mexico. That was like man. months ago. <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> weeks ago. I can't think in these. I can't think in these days. Right? It doesn't matter. It's all just a construct. But you do look like you might have had a late night. Maybe once this weekend or maybe once this week i actually haven't uh been going to bed at like 8 or 8 30 what what um yeah you know it look it's the fiance's birthday week she really does like what you know hanging out in bed getting getting the cuddle action on uh i bet i bet (laughs) and and usually i'm the one that's like i can't go to bed that early and i don't want to sit in bed and watch tv because i'll fall asleep and be up at 4 a.m right i usually stay up to like 11 or so then go to bed but it's her birthday week Turn it, turn it the big uh, two six. It's not even a big two six. <laughs> and um, you know, she was like, "Come on, it's my birthday week," and it's like, Shit. "All right, fine." So I've been going to bed early. Um, <laughs> Did you just lie in bed? Are you just like, <laughs> like I got the early bird special for dinner at like three p.m.? No, you know, I end up throwing on like Modern Family and just like have it on like low volume to have some noise there. Uh, sure. I got these drops. I take it's a uh, sleepnia. You can get it at Walgreens. I put this out there for the collective. It is a legal drug, and it's about $20 for a month supply, and it's a drop that you put under your tongue. Tastes like weird chocolate. It will knock you the hell out. Seriously? It's phenomenal. Oh, man, Tuck. Look, I got to talk about this, because you were all talking about those CBG cigarettes and your Delta 8s and all that crap. I smoked that CBG cigarette. It didn't do shit. I sat there. Seriously? Thing. I've no, been hating funny, a- funny thing about that, Squee. Did uh, the Godfather tell you about all the Omega 8 bud I got? I heard about I don't think he told you smoke about it. It it looks legitimately like marijuana. No, I've had that I've heard uh, that stuff before and I've smoked or, it and it doesn't do anything. Or or if you nothing. or or if you will, the preferred nomenclature, the devil's lechuga. Right. Let's get it right here, people. <laughs> I think that the term, but, speaking of the Godfather, so no. I was smoking the CBG cigarette last night, and the term that <laughs> so I, I, was smoking a J, I was smoking a J with Peter yeah, Fonda. A non-alcoholic J, but basically it felt like I was drinking one of those non-alcoholic <laughs> Budweiser's. I was like, this is a goddamn waste. What am I doing here? Now, to be fair, Squee, I want you... Correct me if I'm wrong, out of the three of us, I would wager to guess that you in the entirety of your life, or if I may, the last month. six months, have smoked oh, okay. more smoked more of the lechug than Mr. Combo or I have in the entirety of our lives. Look, look THC has never <laughs> Correct touched, me if I'm wrong. THC has never touched this temple here. Never. I see. Actually, so, no, yeah. you're absolutely correct. I probably smoked yeah. more weed than 
the entire collective combined other than i don't know i don't know what y'all <laughs> but I, haven't, I, I feel like i feel like the demon poop likes to get a little toky sometimes no yeah. dude no it's rabbit rabbit crossfades like an animal uh-huh. like a legitimate animal <laughs> um so okay so last thing on this cbg thing because mr combo now that you're more into that but you don't do the the lechug i'll bring you one at the Snyder thing, and you can we can split it or whatever, and see what happens. Because I swear, man, it was like my brain was encased with hard shell candy for like three days. I'm more than welcome to try it. The thing that was disappointing for me is, and I think we mentioned this on the cast a few weeks or a month or so ago. Uh, I had an Omega Eight gummy. Me and Tuck split it, and we were <sighs> feeling great uh, for the rest of the night. I ended up getting real sleepy. Um, and I do use that as a sleep supplement some nights where I'm really wired and I need to wind down. And so I got the, this bud because I was like, hey, I could put it in my hookah, get the same effect, oh, be able cool. to do the thing I enjoy. Uh, and me and the Godfather, we went through probably, I don't, I don't know, uh, Squee, or, or like the when they're all together, is that a bud? Oh, and or, it, like the little flower, like the whole chunk flower? It looks yeah, like a little yeah, bud, if you will. Yeah, that's a bud. Okay. So, so we would do a bud, a bowl, which should like zonk you out and all it did was make it taste like weed but you got no cool down nothing no that's all that Dude, stuff that's, is it's 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 all the fun smells and tastes that'll get you in trouble and none of the fun effects and now that and now that i'm thinking about it i had the same brain problems after doing that gummy with you like maybe my brain just isn't wired for this stuff i mean i see i can't stop you can't stop the train the tuck train hey, you're a you're a tobacco man not a wacky tobacco man that's true. Well, yeah, now I'm just on the nicotine. Uh, speaking of which, this is at, this is a reverse sound effect. <laughs> I had one in for like the last hour. Jesus. Well, Tuck, uh, I know that you are uh, overanalyzing and getting stressed about your move. Uh, Correct. Let me just tell you, as someone who has moved, I'd say as often as you have, uh, it's okay. Breathe. It'll be all right. Yes, I know. You, you and I are meticulous planners, so it'll be okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did just sell a bunch of uh, furniture, so that made me feel good. Um, so yeah. Uh, are you still got a cot now? Oh, his house is quite no. sparse. I was there last evening, and the living room was. It looked like nobody had moved in yet. Yeah, and this is like the only thing I'll say, and this is and then we can move on. Is like the only thing that's different is I have never had because I've always lived in like a room of an apartment or a room of a house or whatever. So I've never had this much stuff that like I've accumulated, and that's kind of being like, okay, what do I want to take all that? But you're right, it'll all be okay, and I'll be uh, doing whatever I'm going to be doing in Charlotte, which I can't even think about. <laughs> but my dad was like, hey, do you want to go on a hunting trip with me in the fall? I was like, Dad, I'm not going to lie to you. That like that date might as well just be like the resurrection of Jesus Christ because it's so far in advance that I cannot even like begin to comprehend it. Gosh. Well, guys, <laughs> thanks for tuning into the episode. And as always, with his Manolith commentary from the Rich Chaos Record Studio, Squee McGee. Hey, everybody! It's Squee McGee. Happy to be here. Um, still wow. coming down off that banger. C B D G cigarette don't bother if you're spending that much money on that just buy some real weed and have a good time Goddamn. hey, hey squeeze they gave it to me for free i wasn't going to turn them down okay that's fair what were you buying a bunch of other stuff and they just gave it to you yeah i mean i ended up buying like the thing of omega-8 the bud i bought some gummies i got some hookah tobacco and they're like hey do you want some cbd cigarettes for free and i was like okay and then they also gave me a handful of chief uh, face masks 
Wow. And, and like a hey, gator. Hey, 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 just remember, you're my number one customer. Well, well since we're diving back into it, Tuck, I, I smoked the CBG cigarette, CBDG <laughs> cigarette, had it, felt nothing, immediately smoked a bowl right after, felt wonderful. So that's that's your Ooh, level of but effect. Tuck, maybe it, maybe it was the delayed effect from the CBG. That's, that's what I'm thinking. It's like the boat. Like maybe this is like the on ramp, right? These were so like, like ten minutes ramp. from each other. I was like, you're like, I'm not ready to try weed yet. So functional and not feeling like a like I couldn't move Ugh. or anything, you know. Anyways, uh, yeah. this is just uh, new. What I got? I guess I got to change my Discord name to Stoner Squee. <laughs> tracks. I'd say that tracks. Look, everyone gets so the devil's lettuce, the the electric lettuce. Uh, yeah, the electric. I've also heard. I've also heard the term jazz cabbage, which Ooh, I think is pretty good. Is not bad. I would like to make an album called Jazz Cabbage. Maybe I'll work on that. Maybe I'll name my EP Jazz Cabbage. There you go. All right, guys. Well, if you want to know more ways to support the CMD Tower team and, uh, <laughs> and our crippling CBD habits, yeah, or, or just well, just our crippling uh, substance addiction, whether it's <laughs> CBD, <laughs> mead, the <laughs> jazz cabbage, uh, or any of the content we put or, out, which hopefully or you're buying cardboard. Us. You know, <laughs> uh, um, head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com. They sell everything you need from a tabletop gaming perspective, uh, like dice, playmats, different board games. Even like I saw that they ran some contests where people were painting miniatures, like for oh, some cool. big, I don't know, risk like game. I don't know what it is, but I always see people in coach oh, mini- mini- and oh, like Warhammer. miniature figurines. Warhammer. So I was yeah. very confused. You're like miniature. I was like, yeah. miniature what? Miniature horses. Duh. Duh. Got it. Uh, but yeah, maybe it's Warhammer. I don't know. But uh, no, and that seemed like really cool stuff. So yeah, head over to their shop, buy some stuff. Uh, just let them know that CMD Tower sent you and uh, make sure you give a big shout out to Mia who hooks you guys up with your monthly giveaways. If you would actually though like to give us financial help and help <coughs> Tuck upgrade his equipment, Head over to our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower, and one of the perks that you get is announcement. We did get a new patron to the channel. Dustin Ivy, maybe the cousin of Poison Ivy. I don't know. We'll have to to check Dustin. Uh, But thank you so much for supporting us. We we appreciate it. Absolutely. Also, Dustin, if you are the cousin of Poison Ivy, could I get some details on that wonderful uh 90s early thousands batman film that that your uh sweet sweet uma relative yeah, uma yeah. Thurman. oh wow your cousin with uma thurman you're famous there you go i was gonna say uh if you do know Poison ivy you can tell her that i am open for business and worked as an arborist for a summer now, was that batman so, forever uh, or batman and robin i can't remember forever. that's batman and, robin. batman and robin oh no yeah. it is batman and robin yeah. that's right forever was uh two-face and riddler yes yes, yes got yes. it Wow, Batman and Robin really smashed him in there. They had what? Poison Ivy, Freeze, Mr. Freeze, Bane, Bane, Bane. any others? My nightmare. I don't think so. Okay, good enough. That was the three of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bane basically might as well have been non-existent. He didn't have a speaking yeah. role the entire time. <laughs> Dude, okay, so well, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I will say in the we're, third, we're getting bat- way off topic. Look, in here. the third Dark Knight, he also didn't have a speaking role because I don't know what he was doing. 
Uh, you take that back, oh. and the third Dark Knight here is terrifying. <laughs> so the funny, there's a there's a still that you can find on um, about Batman and Robin that it's like Poison Ivy and Bane leaving an airplane, and it's literally Bane in like a 1940s detective jacket and like a fedora. It's like, oh, oh that's right. who, who could possibly tell who that was with that kind of crack disguise? <laughs> Uh, well, we do have four different pledge levels, guys. Obviously, all of them, we give you shout-outs on the show. Uh, but just for a buck a month, you get access into the Discord. And then all the way up, you do get a full set of playmat sleeves, reminder tokens, coins, and any of the future giveaways that we do. So please go hook us up, because we really do appreciate the financial help, because it helps us keep this thing alive and keeps increasing the quality. If you can't afford a monthly subscription, but you would like to pick up some of the swag that you've seen on other content creator streams or maybe even on Twitter, uh, head over to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. We do sell all of the stuff on there. Uh, usually it's about a month after we give it to our patron community, um, but please go buy it. It was so nice. I have now we have now gone through half of our playmats. Yeah. Hey, all right. Only 50 more to go. <laughs> But if you guys can't help out financially, just share the content you're watching on YouTube or listening on your appropriate platform because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And of course, we want to give a big shout out to Pink Royal every week for the uh, music they provide at the beginning and the end. And T-Coats, our video editor, make sure you like the YouTube page, leave a nice, nice comments. Uh, because he does put a lot of hard work into this every single week for you guys. And hey, if you have your own video projects, hit them up on Twitter. Hey, on that note, and somebody left a comment on our last Bruise and Builds video asking for more squee. Think about that. Yeah, we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're not talking about that. Um, I do want to give T Coats a shout out for his amazing work that he did on the pre video uh, image. Oh my God. The, my name is Ural. Oh, it's beautiful. That was awesome. So keep, keep that up, T Coats. That, that was incredible. You know what, Tuck? We should probably start giving you those images so you could use them on the website instead of the Stock Brews and Builds image. Uh, I got you one better. I actually have that queued up for the new one. And it's done. Ooh. There we go. And hey guys, make sure you stay tuned till the end so you can get details on how you can win a new giveaway from level one. So Bruise of Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme that will correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. That's grains. And grains are the foundation of every beer and they include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And I know before you ask, mead does not have any grains. I, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I'm just really digging this uh, prickly pear mead. Nice. Uh, oh, also off topic. Gosh, you're getting me all over the place. You know there's a meadery here in Kansas City? What? Is that what they're called? Where? Yeah, down in Olathe. Yeah, meaderies. Oh, that's Olathe. I don't like that name. Well, do they serve uh, food? I ended, up, I ended up buying some of the beer or some of their mead from Tipsy's, and the guy told me the whole story. It's like a husband and wife. Uh, they have a meadery, like a tap room, and they usually only do tap, and they begged them to give them some bottles and that they guaranteed would sell them. Uh, so yeah. Wow. Well, if they, if they serve, like, if they serve food, we should, like, go out there. Oh, 100%. I figured your calendar was booked for the rest of the time you were here, but let's, I'm in. We can do that. A little, a little CMD tower, uh, rigmaroles. A little meadery. 
Yeah. A little metery. All right, we got to get back on this. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> next, how does your board interact with the rest of the board? We call that hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands. And as we mentioned, they look a lot like a CBG or weed flower in the wild. CBDG. They also so. help... They also help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. And then how does your deck actually close out or win the game? We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It has alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we have shenanigans. This could be pet cards, synergies, mana lists that are in the deck that are just kind of fun but don't make sense. We call that the spice package. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to seal off the episode, we have a bottle cap. We're going to be Dick Tex and I's and a special guest recommendations <clears throat> to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no budget recommendation. Only restriction is you can't talk about mana only lens or mana lifts. So without further ado, let's get brewing. We're continuing the theme. For some reason, March <laughs> is Voltron month. <laughs> and uh, we're having one of the cast talk about their Voltron <clears throat> deck. Yes, it's Squee McGee with his, whoop, gonna sneak past you. Uh, it's it's a, chroma, a chroma deck, uh, a chroma angel of fury. So Big Tuck, why don't you read what the card is? And okay. then Squee, why don't you give us a little bit of background of why you ended up building this deck, how it came to fruition, and uh, just kind of your overall strategy with it. Can't do it. I also noticed that you put Manolith in the spice there. I uh, didn't like that, and I'm not going to forget that. Oh, good. I, I made sure to, to point that out. Good. Uh, also, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. Um, but uh, Akroma, Angel of Fury, is a mono-red uh, Voltron commander. She costs five colorless and has three red pips on top of that. She's a legendary creature, Angel, 6-6. Six, six. She's a rare. That's a plane shift coming in about a buck 86. Um, she actually has seven... Five rather uh, evergreen abilities, which is cool too. So Decent. number one, yep. Chroma Decent. Angel of Fury can't be countered. She has flying, trample, protection from white, protection from blue, and fire breathing, um, which is tap a red. She gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Um, so it's kind of interesting. As we talked about a Chroma's Memorial, she has five CMC. She has five colorless in her CMC and has five evergreen abilities. Kind of neat there. That's a theme. Um, and then uh, she has a morph cost of three colorless, uh, triple red. So you may pay this card face down as a 2-2 creature for three. Turn it face up at any time for its morph cost. Well, this is a very interesting card. It took me a while to really kind of wrap my head around it. So uh, this was a gracious gift from Mr. Combo himself. Uh, hey. He thought it seemed like a squee kind of card. And he was absolutely correct. And I guess to, to speak to the fruition of the whole thing, so... I ripped apart my Akiri deck and turned it into this. So that's that's essentially where we're at. We've gone full circle ah. from one of the last times I was on the cast to talk about my Akiri deck, which has died. Got rid of it. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. It was, yeah, it was it's okay. It's okay. And we turned. Wasn't all... that talked on a bruising builds at one oh, point? Oh, absolutely. It, oh, yeah. It sure was. One hundred percent. It sure was. It was also a weather light report, and now it's just completely gone. 
Um, so I, I stripped all of that, took all the good stuff out of that that I could think of, and then kind of dove through all my box of gold and thought one night I had a couple of beers, had a, a bowl of non-CBD, and decided, what the hell? Let's look through the binder, see what we got. We'll build a Chroma. Uh, so once I started building it, I actually got a little more excited as I kept going because it pieced together pretty well. So y'all know me, the way that I build my decks, I don't generally make a list and play test it and do all this garbage and then go nah, out and order cards. You also certainly you also don't you also certainly do not check it twice. Let's make sure here. Oh, a hundred percent. You do play banned cards. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I I'm happy to. I hope there's a banned card in here, but I think Tapped Out would have told me about it. But as we've said in the past, uh, Tapped Out maybe garbage. So maybe they didn't. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I sat down at the kitchen table, started building this thing, and as I started pulling out all the red cards that I had available and all the artifacts and different stuff that I could use, it actually seemed like it had some pretty decent legs. And one of my favorite things about this card, one of the reasons that I built this deck was it has protection from blue. Suck it, all of EDH. Suck it, everybody. I hate blue. I hate blue so much. <laughs> it's so damn good. It's so stupid. They have everything. And it can't be countered. Which I guess is kind of silly because that has protection for blue, but, but you know, you can't be countered. You can't do any blue bullshit to it. Once it's on the board, it's fucking on the board. Hence, oh, gonna sneak past you there. I do think it's I do think it's ironic that while you hate blue, green is by far and away your favorite color, which nowadays is even more degenerate than blue, potentially. I disagree so. with you there. Uh, but that is not why we're here. Uh, yeah, I, as someone who has played against this deck, uh, it does actually work. Yes. And uh, I will also say my experience with it is that that protection from blue is very, very good. Everybody plays f***ing blue in Commander because everybody's deck is tuned. And if you have a tuned deck, you have blue and you have green and you have one other color for fun. <sighs> Except white. Correct. Yeah, see, <laughs> the I, protection I think for white regardless. The, that doesn't that, that even matter. Yeah, the biggest reason I gave this to Squee and I was like, here's a challenge. And it's because I feel like a Chroma Angel of Fury. And now I've never played against this deck, I don't think. Not um, to my knowledge. It's its big advantage is that morph effect. Mm -hmm. Being able to Absolutely. put it down as an innocuous 2-2. You don't know what it is. And then, ha-ha, gotcha. And then you flip it for six. And then, you know, it's like, holy crap, what do we do now? From the command zone. <laughs> you know exactly know what, what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just want to see Squee go. Hey guys, I have this in the command zone. I'm gonna play it as a morph. Yeah. You don't know what it is now. It could be. It could be anything. It's definitely a will. It's, it's definitely a will bender, guys. It's for sure a will oh, bender. On there. What's that quote from Family Guy? It could be anything. It could be yeah. a ship. Uh, it, could, it could be a boat. Oh man. A boat's a boat, but the mystery box is everything. The best part is that boat. is like almost my exact words every time I have played this so far. Every time I morph it into the board, I was like, well. Gonna play a morph card if anyone's interested. Wonder what it could be. And I'm pretty sure morph doesn't even get around command tax, so you still have to pay command tax. Like, that could be a cool yeah. thing if it got around that, but it doesn't. It sure does. So, but yeah, I will say this, it, but like, the good news is the flip-up cost never changes, so you can always put it down for, like, three, then five, then seven, right? Which, yeah. if, this, if this gets destroyed... But I like I guess to that point, eventually it evens out to where like it's not even worth morphing anymore because you can just hard cast it. Look, th this deck has a sneaky kind of squeeze <laughs> kind of vibe <laughs> where you play the card, you put it down, and everybody's like, "Sure, 
you morphed it for six. And by this time, I'm already so far behind in the game, it doesn't even matter. Because we're probably on turn four or five here on a good day when you get this out to morph it. And then you got to do it again. So it, it takes a little bit of time here. Um, that being said, it keeps me under the radar, which is the place I like to be. Yeah. And, you know, kind of looking at the deck, uh, average CMC right now is at three. That's very good. Very good. I was very surprised. Was shocked. Shocked by that. Uh, the price I'm surprisingly not shocked by. It's anywhere between four hundred and forty nine dollars to thirteen hundred dollars, right, and it's because of that thing box of gold. Look, there so, is there's one card there. in here dealing with half of that cost. It's called Wheel of Fortune. We may talk about it. We may not. But hey, you're stealing my thunder. I'm not talking about that card. It's it's expensive. Uh, you know, I think the thing that really jumped out at me at most is like you can tell that you put a lot of effort into the color pie because it is just dead on. So I tell you, man. perfect. I do what I can. Here. Not not he didn't put a single waste in the deck. I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into the deck. We'll start with the grain section. Squee, this being your deck, we want you to start it off. What is the first grain you want to talk about? All right, so I wanted to talk, and I've, I had trouble with this deck a little bit on what was grain and what was not grain, but uh, I think this is grain. So I went with a little common. It's a zero three. It's a wall. Oh yes, we did. Uh, all right, three, two, one. Little uh, tuck tuck gravel floor, baby. Yeah, this card's beast. Like this. Two colors in red for a zero three. And I'm going to interrupt Squee before you read the rest of the thing. Why don't? Why do you have this, but not the best? Or sorry, the best card from the worst set, Crashing Drawbridge. Uh, we'll I, get to. I'm gone. We'll, we I'm will. Gone. Get, we, we will get to that. Uh, I'll, I'll give you. We will get to that. And a quick caveat to that as well. Again, I take everything that I have available. That's already in another deck. I didn't have another one, so this is what I had. Um, ah, damn it. Uh, so can't afford that thirty cent common. Tuck, if you want to read it, I'll hit the flavor text. Uh, no, I already I already read the cost and the outside border. The inside yeah. is all yours, sir. Dang! All right, well, defender. I have, pl I have played this. I have played this game before, <laughs> and you have lost many times. All right, so creature wall. Fast. It's a common defender reach. Creatures you control have haste. Very relevant for your commander. And then the flavor text reads, and I, I don't want, what the hell does Tuck Tuck sound like? It doesn't even quote Tuck Tuck. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't quote Tuck Tuck. So you could do this in a normal vase, voice. You could do it in a funny voice. You could do it in Mel Gibson voice. Just pick one. Oh, my God. Mel Gibson is the easiest. <laughs> as with everything else, goblins believe fortifications benefit from as many spiky bits as possible. That's Mel Gibson? No, not at all. That's a goblin. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> oh, okay. I was lost. Because Tuck was like, you almost got it. And I was like, wait, is he legitimate? Like, have I not watched a Mel Gibson movie in like a decade and a Look, half? Are we What's talking are we here? talking like Mel Gibson, like the gringo Mel Gibson, get the gringo? Or are we talking oh, good, like, good are reference. we talking like Jesus Mel Gibson? Are we talking um police cop Mel Gibson? Are we talking what women want Mel Gibson? I don't I don't know what you want here. Just a couple, a, a couple of whiffs. So, okay, here's my take on this. I think that this is very similar to Crashing Drawbridge, right? The difference yep. being is that tap, right? So if you want, that's it. That's the only difference, right? And I think that... Also, it has reach. 
True. So it is a block. It is a blocker, and it's always a blocker, right? So I think that's kind of what it boils down to. Like obviously, if you're not running red, you don't have the option to do crashing drawbridge. Um, but I think that this one is kind of like this card either says three ma three mana and everything next turn has haste, which is effectively what crashing drawbridge does, or three mana everything this turn has haste. Yep. Right, like which crash and drawbridge does not have. Yeah, and as we talked about this deck, because the commander is so expensive, takes a while to get it out. So you need it to be able to go the turn it comes out. So if you have a card like this right. on the board, and you also need something to kind of keep people from hitting you early on, just the little pings, this or that, or maybe somebody cheats out some stupid 7-7 seven, seven flyer and you need to bin this it's yeah. just to save your life you can do that too um i i think without being a technically modal card this is a pretty modal card yeah uh, no i yeah. actually think it's pretty cool for the deck i think it fits well uh because it's not <sighs> gonna get targeted removed by anyone mm -hmm. no if, if anything it'll become succumb to a board wipe because someone else went to cray cray um but I think the way at least I've seen games go, the whole, well, this could, you know, be a, a, a blocker for the 1-1 one, one Thopters or the Drakes, things like that. I actually don't know if that holds weight anymore because I've seen more and more games where even by my, I myself, I have a blocker. Um, well, let's call it, you know, not sad robot because you want him to die. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, well, I don't know, just some random 3 3 beast. And someone will be like, okay, I'll swing at you with a 2 2 blah blah blah. And it's like, guess I'll just take two because you obviously have some yeah, trickery. Who, yeah, who knows, sleeve. right? Yeah. Who knows what you have? And so I feel like, I feel like, Squee, this is the perfect get it out early. Hopefully, people will, won't swing at me. Sure. But unless it's a big enough damage and it doesn't have trample, because obviously trample just kind of makes it moot point, um, it's you're probably not going to block with it. Because I would imagine you would rather take the single points of damage early game to have this for when you play a chroma. So, like you said, you can immediately swing right. with her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, so it's a little bit. I, I just yeah. need the game. And I will, I will add yeah. one last thing to this. This is the cheapest f***ing card in Magic the Gathering. On TCG Player right now, you can pick up a copy for, I shit you not, one cent. The next cheapest yeah, copy, two cents. The next cheapest copy, <laughs> that's a, that's 100% three markup. cents. There is like seven pages of these cards that are under five cents. It's amazing. <laughs> And that is 115% cheaper than Crash and Drawbridge, which is 15 cents. <laughs> All right. Well, my first grain is just um, a better Manolith, especially when it comes to monocolor decks. I don't even know what you're talking about. Heraldic Banner. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Pretty oh, great. yeah. That's really yeah. Good card. Uh, so three colorless artifact. When it ETBs, choose a color. Creatures of the chosen color get plus one plus zero oh, and tap to add one man of the chosen color. Um, I would say in red and white, and honestly, every color but green, all those monocolor decks should probably run a heraldic banner. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here thinking like, yes, blue can kind of generate mana, but it's usually out of like tutoring artifacts out of the mm -hmm. deck, which everyone can get, everyone can play artifacts. And high tide, which I mean, that's just yeah. few and far between. And they and they have a lot of they have a lot of like 
these spells cost one less, right? Yeah. That's kind of how blue cheats it out, but this one, they don't have like as much raw like tap. Exactly. Point, right? Yeah. Black, it's always like rituals yeah. or maybe ways to pay life to do things. Uh, which, you know, yes, life is a reforce, but you only have 40 of it. So Heraldic Banner is a card that I think has a lot of legs. Also from the shittiest set ever, Throne of Eldraine. Yeah, again, another, <laughs> another, another slam dunk artifact that we were clearly right about. Uh, but I, I think you're going to get more benefit out of the add one mana of the chosen color because you are in mono red. I play a mono red deck and it's hard to ramp in that. It is. But that plus one plus so can add up because that makes your commander a three-turn clock absolutely yeah opposed to a absolutely clock. yeah I'd, so that that is big yeah that's a that's a big thing to consider I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the commander is big enough where if you just get that extra plus one plus two that really makes a difference when you're swinging through for these and we may get into it later but like things like double strike stuff like that those take that clock from three turns to one turn two turns that type of thing um also, yeah, ramping in, in mono red is just a bitch. Uh, yep. So you need you need to have some rocks. This one in mono red's not really going to help a ton. As well, actually, I take that back. This is going to help a ton. I lied. Uh, the only thing I want to add on that is we've talked about this before. No one's ever going to target this to blow it up. No. So you're going to have this in the entire game minus an artifact. Yep. Yep. I like it. All right, Tuck. What is your last? Green. So this is, I just read an article about this sort of effect, and um, this is one that I haven't seen as much before, but I'm interested in. So the way red draws cards is like exile off the top and then X, Y, and Z, right? And I think there's a new, the new run of these let you do it till the next turn, right? Which I think kind of helps a lot. In that case, this enchantment is really gonna, is really gonna help when you can. So it's a three drop. But it does not deal with landfall. Okay. 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 So uh, furious rise for me um, is yeah. the one I want to yeah. talk about. So two colorless and uh, two colorless and a red for an enchantment. It's a uh, uncommon out of Theros. Uh, you can get the foil for six cents. Garbage set. At the beginning of your end step, yeah, I, yeah, totally bad. At the beginning of your end step, if you control a creature with power four or greater, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card until you exile another card with furious rise. So effectively, through the rest uh, of your game. Uh, 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 Oh yeah, I know. I'm not done with it. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I, so believe me, I know. So uh, I'm gonna think like a seer, right? Kulthus set out to mend the destiny of Theros. Her fury guiding every stitch. Whoa! What? Kulthus is a girl? Seriously? Yes. How could you or... not tell with the card? She. It looks like a female. It does. Yes. I need to go back to the optometrist. <laughs> Because isn't isn't Clothis in uh, Theros Beyond <laughs> Death the uh, uh, Gruel God? Yeah, I guess I never yes. looked that closely. Oh uh, my God, y'all need to suck so it so that, hard right now. Good lord. So while, okay, so while that's happening, um, this is again. There's a lot of these effects, and I kind of like that in red. How before you were kind of forced into like playing cards like Chandra, the original yeah. one, which is not good. Right. Right. It's just like a, it's a, it's a four four drop version of this. Um, and I do like the fact that if there is there's you run in this really weird like edge case where you exile a card you can't play someone wipes all artifact all uh 
all uh, enchantments and then you can just play that for the rest of the game because yeah. you're never going to exile another one with Furious Rise. So the only limitation here and the reason why this one, I also want to bring this up, is I don't, you don't run a ton of creatures in this deck. That being said, a lot of them do have that power stipulation. So uh, I do think... Actually, they don't. So I really? just went through. He only has okay. four creatures in the entire deck and that includes a Chroma that have that. Mm -hmm. So, that, okay, was, so that was the thing I was going to point out in my assessment of it as I feel like this is more of a spice for the deck. Oh, Even sure. Yeah. Its effect is a grain and it's getting you that card effect. Right. It's like, unless you have your other, not including a Chroma, there's three, and I think the cheapest CMC one is five, and he needs devotion to even count as a creature. Oh, right, right, right. It's probably gonna be that super late game. Now, granted, that's usually when Red struggles is that mid to late mm -hmm. game, and they need that card draw. So I guess it could kind of work, but I could see how this might be a feel bad if you play it on turn three, and it's like, well, probably not drawing any cards off of this for four a while. Turns, yeah. five turns. So I actually disagree um, a little bit there. So the idea around this one, why I put this and a couple other cards in this deck that are similar to this is you need something to do while you're waiting to get enough mana to get a Chroma out. So what you do, That's fair. you play these things early when you got one, two, three mana, get your enchantments, get your artifacts, get your equipments, get all your stuff out there. Then when you morph a Chroma onto that, I'll generally have an artifact or two that could beef it up to be a 4-4 creature while it's morphed and then flip it later. So you can still use this early game, say you get a Chroma out and you need a turn or two in between. But, but really what I was doing is trying to build value out of all of those dead turns that are going to come early in the game because I knew that was going to happen. It's super expensive. There's mm -hmm. going to be not much going on. You need to be able to do stuff. Enchantments people don't okay. really get rid of. They don't board wipe them. So it's going to sit out there. Sure, it may feel like a dead turn for a few turns, but the whole deck is a dead turn until a Chroma comes out. So <laughs> like we could just kind of turn okay, it yeah. that. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Squee. What is your last grain? All right. Well, I'm uh talking about a little artifact. It has to do with uh maybe maybe something something about a closet. Uh, so for five colorless, we're talking Conjurer's Closet. Gotta have it. Got uh, to do, do. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You morph them out there and then you flip them over. Yeah, but you're doing that on turn five or six, which is basically when you're flipping a chroma. I know y'all are thinking way too fast on this deck. Look, we're talking second time you get him out, third time you get him out. He's going to get wiped. He's going to get removed. Something's her, her, her. Happen. It's her. God. I love okay, and... And to, to sum up that point, I am looking at Clothis and I zoomed in. She does have a nice pair of baboobs, so I was wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Anyways, for those playing the home game, Codger's Closet. So five colors artifact. It's a rare. At the beginning of your end step, you may exile target creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under your control. Like the morph cost, if you can get this after your tax, you've been killed once, you've been killed twice, whatever the case may be. Once you get it out there, you just want to flip it over. Just want to have it available. I like so it. So I have one. I have a question. Is that is that all it says on the card? Is it just blank after that? I I can't I can't really tell with my glasses. Oh, that's fair. Uh, let's see. Cordell the cryptic. Do we have something for that? No. We do not. And I can guarantee Tuck does not need to make note of it because we probably never will again. I doubt it. No. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's see what we can do. 
Tomorrow wears yesterday's face. Yeah. Who's that? It's it's Corvo the Krupnik, honestly. Just a stock deep voice gay. Squee, I'm with combo on this one. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing, though. It's fine if you want it in the deck, but it's a spice. It's not a green because I looked yeah. at this card and I was like, well, I love Conjurer's Closet. What else does it do? Nothing. It does nothing with anything else in your deck. But look Literally at it. Literally nothing. You put this out on turn four or five. For Literally five. nothing. Literally you nothing. Chroma Literally out for six. And then you can flip a Chroma at the beginning of the end Squee. step that a Chroma comes out. Look, I get it, and I am guilty of this because I run Power Artifact in decks where literally its only purpose is to pair with Grim Monolith. In all of those decks, it's a spice. Yeah, but this because is Voltron, and this is the commander. He's always there. I, I'm with Combo on this one. Um, and before we move... I do not understand. Like, seriously, turn five, you put Conjurer's Closet out. Turn six, no, you we morph hear you. Chroma. And then you don't have well, to wait another could, turn to flip it over and spend of... eight mana or uh, whatever. It's technically Morpher at the end of turn five. You have her for turn six. Yeah. It does not matter though. It only works with your commander and that's it. And if, and I get it, Voltron Month is all about the commander, but you know, like your equipment, and we're not gonna name off any, but you have other creatures in the deck. Sure. If you can't cast a Chroma anymore, you just put the equipments on that stuff. Like it still has some purpose. Stuff like when Tuck talked about last week with that uh, car that's like $27, where the commander creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and then uh, Bastion Protector, yeah. Yeah, something like that sure. would normally be a spice if he didn't have two commanders, but it's like, okay, you got two options. If command tax gets too high on one, at least you got the other, uh, and they both can do Voltron stuff, but you only have one, and you only got this card in the 99. It's kind of like some of your hop stuff, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> it's it's hard to justify it being a core card in the deck, but I will say to squeeze defense, Conjurer's Closet does show up on EDH Rex page for Acroma. So apparently <laughs> there's other morons out there too. Some other moron, and I, I'm not 100% convinced it wasn't one of you two told me to put this in there. Oh, definitely not me. I'm not unless okay. I am on, not unconvinced on. that it was one of you two that said Conjurer's Tuck. Closet is a good fit for this deck. Tuck, we could have been in the tank. We might have said that if we were in the tank. I mean, it was funny. Oh. Tuck, when we played this and I right. beat you with this deck, I remember after that. I, I think it was you because you were like, "Do you have a Conjurer's Closet in there? You have to flip that over into this thing." No, that was... regardless, it'll be a mystery to be untold, <laughs> but we're moving on. Uh, the last one that I have is the Landfall version, and I do think this is a little bit better uh, yeah. than Tux, just because you can do it without the commander out. Valkut Exploration. Mm -hmm. I yep. love this card. I put yeah. so many of them. <laughs> oh, dude, this card and was I haven't like, actually put the... This is like the stock rare from, from Zendikar. This is the one that did <laughs> yeah, It really was. Uh, so it's two colorless red enchantment. It has landfalls. So whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled. At the beginning of your end step, if there are cards exiled with Valakut, put them into the owner's graveyard. Then Valakut deals that much damage to each opponent. Squeeze never going to be getting multiple lands out on his turn or no. a turn. Um, just because, I mean, hey, that's it's red. Yeah. Red doesn't do that. I was going to say, he doesn't have a mirrored landscape or anything either, so... But if he at least gets one land a turn and hits land drops, I yeah. think this still has a lot of weight. 
even though there is the risk that it could go to the graveyard, there are ways to shuffle your graveyard and artifacts back into your library. So even though that's traditionally more of a black effect uh, or green or white, red could do it through an artifact thing so i do like this card i think it's great early game i think mm -hmm. you play your lands exile um and it does say play that card uh for as long as that card remains exiled so sometimes your opponents put things out there that allow you to play multiple lands per turn yep. yeah this allows you to kind of work off of that as well so Agreed. big fan yeah, yeah it's not a huge ramp card just like the other way honestly it's not going to get you a ton of value but as we say it's red it's mono red I'm trying to draw cards. I'm trying to see what's out there. Just trying to move through this deck, get more stuff. And oftentimes, and I've used this once or twice in this deck, oftentimes I'll flip through stuff. It's kind of like scrying. Like you, you just have a, a free scry where you flip it over. Don't like it. Leave it in exile. Get rid of it. And you know your next draw, you don't have to deal with some BS on the top of your deck. That's not going to work. So I, I like being able to filter through that kind of stuff like that. Um, and then the damage is it, just a nice little extra ping for fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't equate it to scrying, though, because scrying, you do have the choice to keep it on top. Well, this, well, you just yeah. lose it. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you there. So, it's like a quasi-scry. Like, you get to see what's there, and I don't feel bad if it's a bad card dumping it. And usually, if you play a land that's early in your turn, so you have enough mana to play whatever card flips over, assuming it's not another 8, 9, 10 drop, that type of thing. So... Um, I, sure. I do like it. It just kind of helps you move through the deck, which is very arduous in this particular deck. And and I do have one point before we move from the green. Our leader of Manolith commentary does not have a Manolith in the deck. You move it on. Oh, All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the green section. Now we're on to the hop profile. And Tuck, I'm going to have you start this off. What's your first hop card? All right, so there are a lot of cards in here that are suspect at best. Uh, uh, yes, there are. <laughs> yes, there are. But I do like this one because as much as you hate blue, this kind of throws it back in the blue player's face. We talked a lot about how this card also can be a no ring card, if you will. Uh -huh. uh, we were talking about an, an instant from, I believe, Antiquities called Artifact Blast. Yeah! <laughs> Is this yours too? No, it's not. Oh. It's not. Uh, so... But I like this card right. a lot. So um, this card is a one red uh, for an, an, an interrupt, which is now an instant. And it reads, Jesus. counter any counter any soul ring that is cast. Yeah. And I have done that with this card in this deck. Have countered a soul ring. It felt great. So it does say and counter, counter any artifact as it's being cast. Uh, I had to zoom in on this one. The first line of defense against Urza and Mishra, the artifact blast achieved widespread fame until an unlucky mage discovered it was useless on the devices the brother had already created. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, she's kind of cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, like I said, there's not all not not all cards not all old cards are good, and I'd go as far as say most old cards are bad. But this one is just cute enough to counter <laughs> and again. I know how much you hate blue, and I think this is kind of fun where it's like, I'm not going to let it enter the battlefield. I'm just going to stop it right here right. in this track. Oh, yeah. Gets around oh, yeah. gets around hexproof, gets around indestructible, all that sort of stuff. So, so again, Honestly, one of the best feelings of my game. life was, uh, as you said, first turn, playing mono red. Somebody's like, oh, I'm going to play an island. Soul ring. And I was like, F you are. You aren't. Go ahead and get rid of that. Your ramp's dead. You kept that hand for that soul ring, and now you're feeling real sad. 
We're just gonna slow it down. So yeah, so artifact blast, uh, an interesting but fun inclusion. <laughs> yeah, you know what I actually think would be a cooler effect than a counter artifact? Um, I, do I doubt they would ever print it because I'm sure there's some broken way you can make it disgusting. Instead of it being counter, counter any artifact that is being cast, it should be an instant that says the next artifact that would enter the battlefield would instead go to the graveyard. Oh, that would be that cool. would be cool because let's be honest a lot of artifacts nowadays don't even really get cast they just get cheated yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so that would be kind of neat. that's cool wizards listen to me i i could be an art he's, could be he's a trying to make artifact uh, blast worth like i don't know 20 bucks as as artifact enter blast <laughs> or whatever the hell they want to call it yeah uh but no this it's it's fine. This is teetering on the <laughs> cuteness level of your hop section. Look, the only reason it's not on the chopping block is artifacts <laughs> can be played in any deck. Yeah. There will always be an artifact to counter, even if it's a nonsense artifact. Some of your other ones are a little bit more on notice, though. Agreed. Yeah. All right. My first one. What do you get? I... I had to double check to make sure you had the right lands for this card. Because I was like, oh, I there's do. no way I he do. has 34. I he does have 34 do. of them. And this card is just cute enough. <laughs> I think I'm going to put it in my yeah. mono red deck. <laughs> so we're talking Glacial uh, Crevasses. Crevasses! It's a Crevasses! Oh, what a card. I love this card. I honestly put this... I've, I had this. I got it out of the box of gold. And I believe Besh sent me 34 snow-covered mountains oh, okay, to put into okay. this deck. So I was about to say... There's because I know you didn't mass crack Modern Horizons like I did, like a drug addict. I know <laughs> you didn't cut, get it in your box of gold. I know uh, you didn't so buy like, a single you? pack out of Kaldheim, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did actually. So, so suck uh, that. Uh, anyway, glacial crevasses, uh, crevasses, two colorless red. It's an enchantment from Ice Age. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's coming in at like nine bucks. Dude, wow. Great card. Uh, all right, has a lot of text. <laughs> Zero cost. Sacrifice a snow-covered mountain. No creatures. Creatures. Plural creatures. Deal damage in combat. It's the this squeeze turn. special, baby. The squeeze special. All right. Sealed Firk's daughter, leader of the Order of the White Shield. God, that's a mouthful. <laughs> so I gotta. Feel, I gotta feel. I gotta be pretentious. Can you imagine having yeah. to sign a tab at the bar with that name? <laughs> I would just leave. Uh, I'm sorry. I need an extra piece. Can you run the receipt out another two inches? Or Scantron, Hold if you on. remember that. Can, can you guys call up CVS? I need you to practice their receipt uh, <laughs> procedures. I, I need that much paper. Um, all right. We were chasing limb duel when the ridge in front of us suddenly crumbled. I can't believe it was mere coincidence. Good. Yeah, you self righteous good. prick. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Fuck, this thing fuck you. Granted. Fuck you, Frick's daughter. <laughs> so, here's the thing, though. This card in mono red, which is only good in mono red, absolutely, really <laughs> does teeter on playable. I like the card a lot. I'm glad you have it in here. Like I said, I want to put one in mine. 
The issue with mono red, though, is we are not ramping out lots of land. Oh, I know. So you sacking your lands is going to be real dangerous because you've mentioned it. Acroma is very expensive. If it gets to the point to where it's like, oh, man, um, frenemy Dan is swinging at me with like Paco and it's a crap ton of damage and it's going to hurt. But if I sack this land, I'm now going to be two turns away from casting a Chroma. You really get into that kind of like Sophie's Choice type deal. Um, so, you know, I think it's a cool card. I'd be very interested to see how it plays in real life without a commander like a Neheb that generates mana on his own. Uh, there's some, uh, you know, like a Kalia type thing where yeah. you're cheating stuff out for free. Yep. Basically, where you kind of circumvent the need for lands. I think this thing's a slam dunk. This deck doesn't really circumvent the need for lands unless you're really going to harp on your whole Panharmonicon morph rigmarole. Um, so I love the card. I'm curious if you've ever played it and if it has been that thing to where it's if I sack a land to stop this 17 damage, I'm going to be two turns away from a Chroma. And then, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to have to do it next turn. And I'm never yeah. going to be able to cast a Chroma because I'm always having to get rid of my land. So it is a little, I've only gotten to play this card one time. And it was interesting because I didn't ever have to sacrifice lands. What? Nobody attacked me. Oh, it was just a this threat. Was like a ghost interesting. Yeah. Or, uh, it, it, essentially, everybody looked at it and they're like, well, I'm sure he'll just sack a land, so I'm going to swing at somebody else. Idiots. Wow. The whole game. That's how it worked. It was wonderful. And then I also see this, too. Really, I, I, I put this in here for, one, it's it's just a squeeze spice to the to tea, but it also fits in the hops. I needed a fog effect. I love my fog effects. I got to have them. So I put in an entire snow mountain base just to get one. And... This card is so good late game to me because usually by that time, I've got a lot of mana because there's a ton of mana in this deck. It's a bunch of snow-covered mountains. I'll usually have seven, eight, nine, ten of them, some mana rocks, other stuff out there. How long are you? How many turns is this game going? <laughs> seven, eight, nine, ten lands. Jesus. I try to play with people that aren't degenerates like you all. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, you know, <laughs> y'all tune decks. I'm still on this train. Uh, but yeah, late game, this is one to save your ass card. You have this out. You can always sack a land to prevent damage. Two, it's a political card because you can sack a land to prevent damage from somebody else and make a friend. Uh, three, as I talked about earlier, it's just a, a deterrent where people assume that, oh, I'm sure he has another way to get the mana. I'm sure he has another way to bring a chroma out or whatever rigmarole he's going to do. So he'll just sack a land. So I'm not even going to waste tapping my creatures out and trying to swing at him. Because worst case scenario, I sack a land. So I, yeah, I like this a lot. I like it so much that I honestly swapped out all of my unlimited mountains, which I'm in love with, for snow covers and put them in there. Well, there you go, people. Uh, Squee McGee. Get out of here. You got a lot of your cute cards in here. What's your first oh, hop Oh, man, card? this is just the cutest f***ing hop section, I tell you. Whew. All right, I'm talking about smoke. Oh, so am I. Ooh, God, nice. Uh, yeah, right? No warm-up? What the hell? <laughs> God. Sorry, I don't do this very often, you know? I don't have the cues. I'm not ready. Uh, yeah, anyways. So I'll uh, I'll read the outside. You read the inside. It's quite short. There's not a lot to this card, but yeah. it's great. Uh, so smoke is... Two red, and it's an enchantment. Players cannot untap more than one creature during their untap phase. 
Great goddamn card. So good. It's awesome for Voltron. I mean, <laughs> damn. Like, I, I couldn't ask for more out of a, a very cheap to play and all not all that expensive to buy yeah. enchantment. It's not going to get removed unless somebody's really so. Oh, it's well, 100% yeah, okay, going to get okay, removed. You are correct. Yeah, come it, on. It will get removed. But it's going to take people a while because they're going to have to find something to remove it with. There you go. Uh, yeah, this could get real cute in a Boros deck with uh, like blind obedience, yeah, oh, stuff like yeah. that. Even if you like repopulate, for example, or um, you just talked about it in the Weatherlight report earlier this week. Um, Scythe uh, Thopter Masterist, where they're creating a bunch of tokens at once. Hey, they all come in tapped, and by the way, you only get to untap one of them. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think: is there any artifacts that make creatures enter tapped? I can't uh, think of any artifacts. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I think I can think of artifacts. Red wouldn't yeah, have anything like that. I think it's like mostly that. creatures from like white or. Yeah, I don't think there's artifacts. Um, the only ones well, anyway. There, there's artifacts that there's artifacts that prevent untapping, but I don't think there's any that cause tap on enter. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, because that would be a pretty cute thing if you could figure out an artifact or a red card to put in here that also makes creatures enter tapped, even though that could be. Kind kind of a non bow with your commander because you maybe want to swing in with haste. I think that would do more good than harm because if with smoke and insert made up card that doesn't exist, <laughs> um, you would basically stop. Because the issue with Voltron and we've talked about it all month is the people that go wide and go fast are your worst enemy. Absolutely, and especially in a deck like a Chroma where her normal cost is eight, you're maybe getting her out on turn six. Like, it's not like it's, oh, I could get her out turn three. That, that just doesn't happen right. in these colors. Um, so smoke isn't a great card. Uh, so uh, this is not a cut because I didn't know this card existed. Why have we never heard of this card? Uphill battle. Two colors and a red for an enchantment. Creatures played by your opponents enter the battlefield tapped. 24 cents. What? What? 24 cents? What? From what? from Mercadian masks. You heard it what? first here on Brews and Builds, everybody. This card. I can't believe it. Moon. <laughs> Why have we never heard of this I don't understand. Right, That's so good. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Here, here comes the price. Here yeah, comes the price right. What was it called again? Uphill battle. Uphill battle. Good lord. What a card. That is a That is insanely good. It is Ooh, so foils old. Only it's three been bucks forever. Ooh, I'll get a foil for three dollars. Wait, nice. oh, dude, sorry. that's gonna be one of those nice old foils too. Sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to no. derail you guys, but no, I, um, that's, that needs to go in the I, I felt I felt like that needed to be I felt like that needed to be discussed. It does. I'm glad you did. That's ridiculous. Well, Boom. Tuck, while you're in here, read the flavor text. Give us to us. Oh, yeah. Um, don't mind if I do. Chomano knew he had no choice but to ally with Gerard. If that's what it took to free his people, he would pay the price. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, flavor That's not the best work. That's what yeah, you get for 15 cents. Yeah. Man, I'd, but yeah, I feel like um, everybody just anyways. ordered like five copies of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I only need... Two, one for probably Geared and one for Neheb for sure. Oh, that's um, so good. But yeah, yeah no, uh, Smoke's a great card. I really enjoy it. And now that we have the uh, kind of combo with it, that much better. Yep. So 
Yeah, if you get if you get in mono red or have redundancy in white with like the blind obedience type of effects, sure. smoke and those other cards with mm -hmm. a Voltron deck, slam dunk. We're talking because we're talking a new theme here. Red stacks, baby. Red stacks. Oh god, what a night what a, what a nightmare. <laughs> Destroy lands. Everything comes in. Red can, do, Red can do that quite well, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Tuck, what is your last hops? So in a weird in a weird way, I didn't intend this. This actually is another mono red stacks decks that punishes for people for, if I may, which is ironic, it's coming from Squee. Sitting tight. Uh, look at that. Uh, it's also the name of a very popular uh, RTS line of games from the 1990s. We were talking about Total Yeah, War. we are, baby. I figured you'd be able to pick up with that uh, deep cut on the RTS, but uh, here we are. Uh, so Total War card. is a three colorless and a red enchantment. I'll go ahead and read it because I have the new version, which makes a lot more sense. Whenever a player attacks with one or more creatures, destroy all untapped non-wall creatures that player controls that didn't attack, except for creatures the player hasn't controlled continuously since the beginning of the turn. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> but yeah, I so don't again, think that makes any more sense than what the old text reads. I, don't, I really so. don't think it does, but this this again falls into the same line as like smoke and these other effects where you know what this deck is trying to do. And we're talking about it. Yep. You're either swinging yeah. in with eight, you're either swinging in with a chroma or swinging in with one of the other seven creatures that have a gazillion toughness or whatever. You're not trying to go wide. You're not trying to do you're not trying to do some sort of convoluted you know mana dork strategy. Um, so I think like a lot of people would shy away from this because it's a global enchantment, even though it's not. It affects you as well. Um, I just think the fact that. This is going to punish people for sitting back. This is going to punish them for trying to block your trying to block your stuff yep. and do it quite efficiently as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was trying to go for kind of like you said, like global effects that yes, they affect me, but no, they don't really affect me. You know, right? Yeah, like the the couple of creatures that I may or may not draw or may or may not have on the board as just ancillary stuff to a chroma generally don't matter if a chrome is out so i play total war and this is going to do so much more havoc to everybody else on the board than it is to me if nothing else this is a guaranteed just like <laughs> just like smoke this is a guaranteed somebody's going to waste their enchantment removal on this awful slap well and did we even mention how this is kind of a combo with smoke it's either attack with everything and you do not don't get to untap with it or oh, destroyed. right oh, oh man. man this this is mono red stacks you liar <laughs> you scumbag hey look i was trying i just didn't know if it was possible all right oh, oh, i, I work within the oh, confines of having twenty thousand cards okay well we're now moving away from this scumbag profile onto the yeast package Hi. um and i'll start this one off with the very first one in the yeast section because I love this because it is pure chaos. Oh, yeah. It causes so much destruction. We're talking about Avatar of Slaughter. Slaughter. And it's just as expensive as your commander. Six-colorless <laughs> red-red. It's an 8-8. Eight, eight. All creatures have double strike and attack each turn if able. Oh, Ooh. man. What a card. All right. But I was going to say, it doesn't stop there, does it? For Bassandra. 
I don't think so. De- definitely not. I think she's mentioned on three cards. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, man. What do we want the Sandra to sound like? For some reason, I kind of want to do like Cassandra from Wayne's World, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, total Good. Valley Girl it. Do it. Yeah, yeah, Valley Girl. Yeah, we don't have a Valley Girl bit yet. All right. Uh, diplomacy has solved nothing. Only Blood Spell can end this now. Call forth the Warbringer. <laughs> like, oh <my> <laughs> for some reason, I wasn't channeling my inner Valley Girl. I was channeling my inner Muffin Man. Well, so that, that weird Muffin video yeah. where he's like Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars! You also had a really tough That's test because Valley Girls say like and ass and butt and all this stuff, and you can't add that into the flavor text. I suppose you could, but that's true. You know, that's true. So yeah, I like this card a lot because obviously it, it helps you progress what you want to do. Yeah, You're absolutely. trying to kill people as quick as you can. I get it. But it also, at the same time, makes all your opponents want to kill all of your other opponents because they know if they kill you, they'll lose double strike and haste. Uh, or no, not double strike and haste, but they'll lose the double strike. And even though it's like, yeah, we have yeah. to attack, it's only... Uh, no, because I, I guess even the blockers have double strike. Yeah. This is a confusing card. All so creatures have double like strike. <laughs> so, Mr. Combo, we've talked we've talked a lot about how if a card This is a costs, card you play where the board stops for a minute and everybody has to chat. So, I think I think this is this does prove our prophecy, right? Because we've talked a lot about how if a card costs seven, eight, etc., it should end the game, right? And I think in reality, this card does, but just not in like the narrow way that a normal Exanguinate or Rise from the Dark Realms or whatever would, right? Like this is going to force people to attack. It's going to force them to make decisions um, and it's going to force the game to progress if you are playing against creature decks, right? Ideally, this comes out Mm -hmm. on my turn so I get the first swing for fun. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was super cool. Granted, I guess I didn't think it all the way through because usually these red cards, it's attacking creatures have double strike. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, OK, so like they're going to want to swing. But no, they all have double strike. Um, so it could be it could be one of those things where everyone just kind of sits tight and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I want to do anything. I was like, yeah, this and either then, locks know, the board down where nobody does anything or it's a mass board wipe where everybody kills each other's but, creatures. But they don't have a choice. <laughs> it is a mass board wipe because they have to attack. Oh, that's It's true. not like they can just sit that there. But it's not, it's not a mass board wipe because then it's the blockers that have to choose. Yeah. Do yeah. I want to lose my stuff or am I willing to take the... the 25 damage. 20 yeah. damage. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No, it's right. absolute chaos. It's a lot of fun. I think it fits really well just because I you time this card right. Obviously, you play it when you know that you can probably swing out and kill one person. Maybe yep. you play this right after a board wipe and you bring your commander back out. You have that. Or maybe you play it because you see two other people going at each other's throats and you're like, all right, I'll give you a little more fuel. Yeah. Let's, let's see what I'll give you a little push. I'll give you a little kiss. Yeah. All right. Squee. What's your first yeasty card? All right. So I am talking about a uh, beautiful little artifact equipment. Cost one. Oh. It's a mythic. Yeah, we are. Well, uh, there uh, is a lot. Well, yeah. keep, keep going with the hints. All right. Uh, it, it has a, a, a glorious, you know, you could eat off of this per se. I'm talking about uh, Commander's Bounty. Oh, yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, that's my it's a plate? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a slam dunk. It's, okay. Yeah, that's okay. That that is a great. Come that on. is a great. Okay, that's a great eight bit five comedy points. Squee, <laughs> well done. This is also my first pick. <laughs> Damn uh, it, and that's my last pick. All right, is it? Oh, wow, nice. three yeah. for okay. All right, uh, Tuck, we haven't you, seen it yet. Tuck, you read the top. I'll read the middle combo. You read the flavor. God damn it. You are so good at it though. It's a, it's a, it's a gift. All right. No, uh, right. We're giving you you read the middle. I'll read the flavor. No, 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 no. F- you. I'll read the flavor text. <laughs> okay. You okay. guys have just put, you, you know what? Have they say never put Mr. Combo in the corner? You just did. <laughs> you're going to reap and you're going to, you're going to reap gonna serve the it woes. You're going to on a platter. You son of a All bitch. right. Commander's plate is a one drop artifact equipment. It's a mythic rare coming in for a cool $13. Uh, equipped creature gets plus three plus three has protection from each color that's not in your commander's color identity equip commander Jeez. three equip five for anything else good gravy not all beautiful things are fragile that's yeah. Yeah, good yeah. But my voice definitely was. You guys can tell it's going through puberty. Uh, uh, so the only, only, only thing I'm going to say about this is it gets a protection from all the great removal spells. Yeah. So it's a winner. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, all I want to say about this is this card is absolutely bonkers. And I wish I cracked one in either of my boxes, but here we are. Yeah, I did crack this in some of my Commander Legends packs. And the other caveat to not does it, or not only does it get you away from all these removal spells, it more or less makes your commander unblockable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it has protection other, other than the... Everything but red. Other than artifacts and, artifact and red. Right. Artifacts and red. So yep. it, it, gives and red. You, it gives you like a 80%, 75% kind of unblockable swing in and the plus three plus three when you have a commander doing commander damage with other effects, double strike, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Gross. Yeah, it's quite good. You play Commander's Plate onto a Chroma with this. It gets plus three, plus three. Then you do the fire breathing effect. You have double strike. As long as you do fire breathing, what? Twice? Dead. One time. That's a swing out. Yeah, it's incredible. This card's great. And the protection is so big. And and for one one minute. Yeah, it's it's absurd. (laughs) So you can always get this out early. And this is actually a card I would recommend as I've played this deck. And for anybody playing these types of Voltron decks, don't play this card early. Don't put this on the board before your commander's out. Mm. Just you, yeah. you hold on to this thing for as long as you yeah. can. Yep. And you play it as soon as you can equip it on your commander, and then you never look back. But stay, stay oh. here as long as you can. <laughs> oh yes. Was that Billy Madison? Nice. Read. Yes, sir. Decent. Thank you. Decent. Uh, yeah, this card's bonkers. Uh, I was so happy I cracked one of these out of a pack. I never yeah. would have probably bought this, but. Damn it, if it wasn't great to have. For sure. Um, we said everything that needs to be said about it. Uh, now, the only thing you would have to do oh, here is it comes. figure out a way <laughs> to give a chroma protection from colorless and then from red, and you'd be unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, dark side, something. <laughs> All right. So, Tuck, what's your last? yeasty card um so this is kind of like one of the backup commanders along with uh avatar slaughter and again it does pretty much everything you want it to do flies by the time you cast this you're gonna have piles of equipment to slap on it um pretty pretty meat and potatoes in this deck but i think it's a good inclusion uh terror of mount velas 
So five colorless, double red. It's a rare dragon, about $2.78, which is kind of nuts. But um, it's a 5-5 flying, double strike. When it enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain double strike until end of turn. The Forge of Perforos burns in the heart of Mount Valis, attracting dragons with its blistering heat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Uh, there's not a whole lot to be talked about this card. You have to have backup. We've talked about this in previous Voltron decks and effectively other Voltrons, which are Commander Matters, our theme from last week, our theme from last month. You have to have something to do just in case your your commander becomes prohibitively expensive, right? And if you look at it, this costs one less to cast when your commander is casting directly from the directly from the command zone. Yep. So this pulls double duty of one having something that has double strike baked into it and flying which we've talked about is so critical you're going to be getting in damage you're going to be chipping away if somebody lets a chroma go because you have a commander's plate on it yep. this is just another redundant effect for that double strike which i think is really something that this deck focuses in on correctly having a having a critical mass of these sort of effects that you can do the turn after you know you counter you use your pyroblast to counter a board wipe or whatever next turn plop this down you can knock out one person with commander damage and take a huge chunk out of another person with all of the leftover scraps yeah i like this i i honestly struggled back and forth with this card so much on whether i yeah. wanted to keep it in or cut it because it is prohibitively expensive but mm. at the same rate it's a it's really really good yeah, Again, you really time good. this right you play it when you have a chrome out you're ready to swing do do some big damage to somebody plop this on the board when they're not expecting it go ahead to move to attack deal 21 22 whatever you need to deal to get them out of the way and do that and then to boot you got a big 7-7 hanging out on the board that you can use your equipments move them around do other stuff i do think it needs to stay in here because it is super powerful yeah, yeah sure. i i think i think the thing for me it is overcosted. I think you could probably find other dragons for seven that would do more for you. I believe that's Dargon. Than Terror so. does. Now Dargon's back. You guys are gonna force me into early retirement. Um, that's just a, but, just, just a defeated side. So but the fact that Terror can it gives itself double strike and when it enters can give a chroma double strike that's the only reason it's a fringe yeah for me yeah yeah uh is because of the fact that it basically it does the same thing it, it accomplishes what it wants to accomplish if it's on the battlefield or if it enters the battlefield it's mm. either it has double strike or something else has double strike something's hitting twice and yeah. so that's the only reason i'm okay with it because you can't even do your dumb little conjurer's closet like trick because that's end of turn and this is until end of turn sure. um so it doesn't even fill that you gap, could tuck, tuck rebel for this guy in so he has haste and a chrome has haste and swing with both for fun well, there you go there you go. Um, so your, your good old 15 mana combo right there. <laughs> no, sorry, 18 mana combo. I forgot you have to pay for the Rabble Fort too. Uh, but no, I, I think it's cute, but I do think if you play this deck enough and it's like, man, by the time I get this thing, I, I need something more effective than a hitting for 10 damage. Yeah. I want to hit for 16 or something like that. Right. I think you'll be able to find other dragons that outclass Dark the sky just by a little bit. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, Squee, what is your last yeast card? And if you say a Dargon or a Wizard Harry, I'm quitting this cast. <laughs> it is not a Dargon. It is not a Wizard Harry. It is another Damn one it. drop. Thank God. One drop artifact equipment. We'll do it again. Oh, I already know what you're going to do. Masterwork of Ingenuity. Oh. Yeah. So Masterwork of oh, Ingenuity is a fantastic card. Yeah. In any Voltron deck where you ideally are going to be running big, bad equipment... For one mana, you can get another big bad equipment. Yeah. It's beautiful. What a card. So, Master Crew of Engineer, for those playing the home game, reads, uh, Artifact Equipment Rare. You may have Master Crew of Ingenuity enter the battlefield as a copy of any equipment on the battlefield. Doesn't even have to be your own. Could be somebody else's. In the rare case that somebody else has a better equipment than you do, you're playing... Like in this deck, I have quite a few equipment. A lot of them are really yeah. strong and really powerful. You can have two of those on there. That'll really beef your commander up. Uh, and then it does have flavor text from Wahara, Keeper of the Crucible. I well known in magic lore. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Neither do I. All right. Well, Wahara sounds like a surf stoner. So. Like the turtles from uh, Finding Nemo. The crucible yields what has forged in your mind. You need only reach in and draw a master worth for it. Huh. Okay. Sure. Yeah, okay. It's okay. Why not? I felt as confused as the stoner that was reading that, which could have been me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, this card's a banger. Yeah, I, I love really it. I got this out of my double masters run. And it, it was a slam dunk right in here. You can copy any of the swords, the more expensive ones that I have in here. You can copy your commander's plate, which would be ideal. Um, can't imagine giving, you know, plus six, plus six. That sounds great. So I like yeah. this. And it's dirt cheap to get out there. At one mana, it's not going to tax you. And also at one mana, you can use this to circumvent some more expensive equipments that say cost four or five to get onto the board and use their cheaper equip cost to put this out and play them for much cheaper than they normally would be. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed across the board, man. Really good card. Um, does it need... Uh, it doesn't need a reprint. So $2.81, you're going to get your money's worth if yeah, you're running a deck like this. either. That's interesting. I, I thought it'd be a little more expensive that, just because it's so useful. Yeah, I, I think the issue there, Squee, is that it is limited to equipment yeah that not is fair any artifact and, and uh, yes because i think the thing that as commander players we do get very cocky with we control the market which we kind of do but you know we've we've talked about cards in the past that like i'm like tuck why is this so expensive he's like oh it's used in some like fringe modern oh deck right yeah like beats house and you know you have and it's like oh well you have to have four of in that and you know that can kind of drive up the price and commander you know Think about it. What are the most common equipments you see? Lightning Greaves, Swift Foot Boots. Maybe yeah. a Whisper Silk Cloak. Yeah. You're not seeing Sword of Feast and Famine all the time or Sword of Vengeance or Sword of Light and Shadow. Um, I think if you, I think in a format where we, if we saw more of those powerful all of which are ones, in the deck, this by probably the way, would be fun. more expensive. Oh, yeah, I know. That's why I read them. <laughs> um, but the fact that those aren't commonly played commander cards is what's probably keeping this at the right price, a little under two bucks. Yeah. Um, just because this could be a lot like your Pyroblast, where maybe you get to copy your own thing, but there's no one else that's even worth mentioning to yeah, copy. Yeah, sure. 
Alright guys, well that's gonna wrap up the East Package. Now we're gonna hover to the spicy meat to ball and the man, the myth, the legend, it's his deck. What's your first spice? Man. Alright, so I know so many options. I'm I'm talking about something. There's only really one option, yeah. and there's there's either one or uh, four. <laughs> there's there's five total. Uh I'm talking about something that, you know, maybe metal attracts other metal and they, they what? stick together. Yeah, we are. You cowards! Oh, you you cowards, both <laughs> of you. Three, two, two, one. one. Magnetic, Magnetic Mountain. Mountain Unreal. Red, red Enchantment. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> all that blue hate. So, as goes with Pyroblast, Hydroblast, all of this. Oh, wait, no, Pyroblast. What's the other one that I have in there? Uh, Red Elemental Blast. Red Elemental Blast, yeah. yeah. Red Elemental Blast. Anything that hates on blue is in this deck, if at all possible. Uh, thank the Box of Gold for that, because for some reason the Box of Gold decided that <sighs> old cards hate blue. And they weren't wrong, because blue's the best. So, uh, Enchantment, it reads, Blue creatures do not untap during their controller's untap phase. During his or her upkeep, a player may put an additional, or sorry, a player may pay an additional four to untap a blue creature he or she controls. As we talked about, you just, you just hate I love blue. it. As I've started to every goddamn commander deck wants to run blue, and I hate it. Stop it, everybody! Stop it! I know it's attractive. Stop it. I know it looks Stop cool. It. You like it's having good power spells. You know it. It feels really good to put on your brand new blue suit with a counter spell and and all your draw cards and all your removal and all your flying and all this bullshit. Well, anyways, I'm coming in with this deck to hate on all of that. The artwork is also insane. Yeah, it's cool. What's going on here? There's like swords and chains and. What do you mean you know what's going on here? The card is called Magnetic Mountain, and there's a bunch of metal things flying towards a mountain. Yeah, I'm trying to find out what the rest of the metal things are up at the top, though. Like, there's a sword. There's a maze. There's a couple fences. Those are nails. Railroad tie nails. Yeah, they're nails. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Great card. Of Thanks. all the artwork <laughs> we talk about on this swap cast is the one. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I, I Sweet. Like this card. Just I never mean, you never change. The, the, Please the don't. Definition Couldn't of even spice. The, the only reason I am not cutting it from the deck, though, is because this legitimately can do something in a game, unlike your other nonsense in your hop section, <laughs> because of the fact that we do see more token blue decks in our playgroup. This will wreck your Psymaster Thopperus decks. It'll wreck your Brea decks. It's going to wreck your ninja decks. Uh, That's the first thing that came to mind. Rogues. Uh, what, what's the one I'm trying to think of? Drakes? Yeah, there we go. Tauron. Yeah, uh, sure. Tauron. So it's going to wreck so many, heck, blue mirrors that come from uh, not just Brea, but there's another one that makes blue mirrors. I can't think Bru of it. dude. Is his blue? Brutoclad, there yeah. we go. Um, so it does so much on so yeah. many levels because you can't counter tokens and you don't really see big big creature blue decks. Uh, so yeah, I, I think for three mana, this is worth keeping in mm -hmm. because it's going to help you stave off those pesky blue token decks, which Voltron really needs. Hey, I gotta say, I, I resent your statement about the hop section because cards like, I don't know if you've ever read Elemental Blasted somebody's commander, but it feels real good. Feels really. I don't really think good. that. I don't think that's what he's talking about when he's mentioning the some of the surplus 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 <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, all right, Tuck, what do you got? 
You had the gall. The gall. To put a goblin in here that has pretty much defined the entirety of your podcasting career. And everything that goes getting cut. And everything that goes into it. And you can't even talk about it? You can't even have the goddamn dignity to bring up Brash Taunter? Dude, it's not appropriate to talk about a card I've already talked about. We are talking our pal Brash Taunter. Brash Taunter, four colorless and a red. Creature Goblin, one one. No, not the other card, which is too easy. And I could have sworn one of you guys would have taken that bait, but here we are. It's a it's a rare from M twenty one. It's indestructible. Whenever it is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. Two colorless and a red. Tap. Uh, Brash Taunter fights another target creature. And as always, we already know it. You hit like a cold. Uh, yeah, so again, I, it's a great spice card and into which when you have a chroma as humongous, right? You fire breathe her for three mana. It can ba- it can just blast someone directly in the face. Push damage over. Makes it easier for your other auxiliary creatures like your avatars of slaughters and battle scrolls of the world to be able to get that damage in faster. Um, we've talked a lot about how much Mr. Combo hates this card, uh, and it's like, and, uh, we've talked a lot about how it's got all the utility. So I think this is a card that definitely is a spice, but is one that kind of, that fits the theme of the deck a lot better than most people would think. I'm going to bring in a new category. This is a spicy staple in red. No, absolutely this not. This has to go in every red How's deck. That? No. They are, I can't go. I can't go there. It's I'm a spicy. There. I'm going. It's there. a spicy, spicy standard, maybe. I'm pushing the envelope. No. Maybe. Every, every red deck. If you want to say spicy standard for mono red Voltron, sure. That's fine. <laughs> That's because fine. Because you could equip it to it. It is better than Stuffy Doll because Stuffy Doll has Defender, I believe. Well, and the, well, the real problem with Stuffy Doll is you have to choose the opponent that you're that when it comes into battle. Sure. Field. But doesn't Stuffy Doll also have uh, Defender? No, that's um, oh, okay. that's another doll that you, like, you flip a coin. Look, if you don't have oh, a big creature to fight think, yourself, hold on. no problem. You fight somebody else's big creature. Somebody's going to have something. Worst case scenario, uh, you can slice this up. You have an you can slice it up any way you want all day long. <laughs> it does not matter. Oh. It does not matter. How many times? Oh my gosh. Whatever kind of deck you want to go up against, somebody's got a five-five, a seven-seven. You don't want to deal five to seven to people's face all day long. I want to get the hell out of the yeah, spice uh, section and I, move on to the bottle capping. I do have one final note before we take our bathroom break. Regularly scheduled. Uh, Stuffy doll is up to like eight dollars. What? <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up the spice package. Now we're over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, there's going to be Big Tuck, Squee McGee's, and Eyes cuts and adds to the deck. They're going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, any no-budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana-only lands. All right, so for the under $5, we're going to start off with Big Tuck. What are you going to cut? And what are you going to add for under $5 hairs? So, um, I am not going to lie. All of mine are almost to a T, just quality of life improvements. I think that to your deck's credit, you do have the win con down very well, as I mentioned earlier. So we're gonna make it a little easier for you to interact. So first off, Shatter, Adios. The card is no longer good. It is, I'm sorry. It's okay, I'm also cutting Shatter. Not for, for oh you are? Okay. But I am cutting. I think Shatter is a cool card, but it is not good anymore. So Shatter is a colorless and a red for an instant. Shatter destroys target artifact. Yeah, okay. Was really good in 1993. It's not even meat and potatoes. Yeah. It's just potatoes. No. 
So for example, this has now just been outclassed by a card, which I'm starting to see more play as it should, by force. By force is very straightforward. X colorless and a red. It's a sorcery. Destroy X target artifacts. It's an uncommon for 53 cents. And I need to look up our bit on Chandra, who I don't think we have a voice yet, so we might want to note that down. Um, Descent. Your gods can't even begin to comprehend the descent that's about to happen here uh, from Chandra and Nalar. So, okay. Literally, you take away the instance, you pay one in a color, one in a red. This is the exact same thing as Shatter. Yeah. And now this can do a ton of stuff. And as you may mention, there are a lot of dead turns in this deck where you may cast an artifact and have some leftover yep. mana, or you're kind of doing something else. This will give you something to slow people down. This might as well also say pay three in a red, destroy three target soul rings. Yeah, three soul rings, three so, mana tappers, whatever the hell you know, mana lists maybe because mm. they're really good. Tuck, you think you're real cute with how you do this every time, and and look, I'm not arguing with your pick. What I'm arguing with is your logic with your pick because you try to do this on my decks as well, in our guest decks, and now on Squeeze deck, <laughs> where you're like, it's just a better version of Shatter. It is. It's it's at sorcery speed. That does not matter when you compare yes, multiple artifacts versus one. Oh, I will say to Mr. Sure. Combo's point, it does matter because say you have an artifact blast in your hand or a Shatter or anything else. Artifact class is different because it's one mana. Sure, but say somebody's about to combo off. This card doesn't help you. But you're telling me you're going to hold up two mana and a shatter in your hand in case somebody comes off on an artifact. What when you could have used this, just, you could slow like a counter spell or a million other cards that are in your hop section that I'm looking at right now. For only blue. The hops is all blue. Well, then, then, that's, then that's your own damn problem. This is about my problem on this whole episode. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Cut shatter, bring in by force, or vandal blast, or whatever. But the sorcery speed will not matter to slow other decks down. I will be taking yes, no. I will be taking no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, we're moving on then. Uh, for my under five dollars, it's. I mean, you have your pick because I know you. I know you have no mercy when it comes to cutting these cards. Oh, I have no mercy. I'm cutting Hellrider. Uh, it's a oh, stupid card for this. Yeah, card. it's not really good. So, yeah. two colorless red, red creature devil. It's a three three haste. Whenever a creature you control attacks, uh, Hellrider deals one damage to a player or planeswalker. It's attacking. I don't know if you realize this, Squee. You're in a Voltron deck, usually only attacking with one creature. I don't the know Hell if Rider you realize I had a finite damage. amount of red cards. Uh, Mr. Combo, I Manolith would have been better for this. Manolith <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Uh, Mr. Combo, I don't know if you realize, but there was more text on oh, that no, card. Okay. I understand. All right. Do we have a voice for Rim Coralette? Who probably likes <laughs> we, Rim Jays. Yeah, I was going to say, that's 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 between you and... that. This voice is between you and God. Okay, you ready? Behind every devil's oh no works a demon shame yikes no thanks God, that devil just got himself I, a Remy. i almost i almost tortured you again by saying don't you mean deville but we have enough of those we, have enough of those bricks. we don't need to add do that not make me quit this. do not make me quit this all right so the card i'm going to put in there is fairly boring it's teetering on the five dollars Teetering. Okay. I think you can get it slightly under five bucks right now. 
Underworld Breach. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, colorless red enchantment. Each non-land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is equal to the card's mana cost. Uh, plus exile three other cards from your graveyard at the beginning of your instep of the instep sacrifice underworld breach. So I think this does a lot of different things for a Voltron deck. One, Akroma gets prohibitively expensive. For sure. You could put her to the graveyard, yep. exile three, and that you I would argue Akroma doesn't cost. get prohibitively expensive. Akroma is prohibitively expensive. Well, underworld breaches can't help you with how expensive <laughs> she is. She's an expensive lady. Um, so High that, class of you will. One. Second one is the problem with Voltron decks. Now, granted, Chroma does have a pretty big chest and a pretty big butt, so the equipments help get her there quicker, but it's not necessary. But a lot of times people will pick off your Sword of Feast and Famine, they'll pick off your Lightning Greaves, things like that. Uh, they'll pick off your things that give double strike because it's like, well, as long as I have a blocker and a Chroma can't gain trample through any other means, I'm good. I can just yeah. block for days and a Chroma can't do crap. Uh, so Underworld Breach will allow you to recycle yep. a lot of those um, pieces. But then also it does state non-land card. So you still have access to your instance, your sorceries. If you need a board wipe, it's like, hey, I'm going to play Underworld Breach for two, Exile three, Blasphemous Act for one. Yeah, I just paid three mana for a board wipe. Like sometimes desperate measures, you know, you kind of have to do it. So I think this card could do a lot for your deck. I, I Okay, so I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I do... I, one, yes, Hellrider's got to go. Uh, two, my only concern with this card, I like everything about it except for the you have to get rid of three other cards in your graveyard, which I'm concerned. You I, don't have any other graveyard recursion. Why do you care? No, I don't think I'm going to have three cards in my graveyard to dump that many times. What? What is going to be How in there? How are you not? Stuff that gets destroyed. There's only one creature, like... Well, you also have your you also have your uh, you know by forces of the world, your pyroblasts, that sort of thing. So there to keep yourself you have tons to, to, to keep to keep to, to keep yourself alive, you're gonna have to. So pretty much like I see it as like turns one through a chroma, whatever that range is. These uh -huh. are just I'm a, I have these finite amount of resources. I'm just trying to like struggle and strive through it and not just get completely blown out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't realize it, Squeak. You have sixteen non permanent cards in the deck. And a lot of them are interaction stuff that you're going to be using to keep yourself alive right. through that turn. I mean, yeah. hell, you have Wheel of Fortune in the deck. You could Might play be cutting that. Wheel of Fortune, and then uh, that's silly. Uh, uh, record scratch. Oh, I think, I think he's just cutting it because he wants to sell it. That's that's really what it is. <laughs> uh, um, but no, so yeah, you have set. You have sixteen plus. The fact that you may think that your stuff's going to stick around is asinine. People are going to get rid of your stuff because Voltron decks don't work if you don't have the toys. It's like, what is Batman without all of his gadgets? Yeah. He's just a rich dude. Yeah, he's, just a, yeah, he's, a, rich, yeah, he's a rich guy who knows karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and look, that's what Akroma is. Akroma is a rich gal who knows how to beat face, and eventually she could kill you, just like Bruce Wayne could yeah. eventually kill you. But if you load her up with a bunch of gadgets and tools, she'll kill you in one hit. And, and that's exactly what Batman does. So you're going to lose your stuff. And especially as you play more commander with us, because I know you're not the biggest virtual player, mm -hmm. people are going to catch on to what your deck does. And they're going to be like, uh-oh, Squee played Mana Vault. Kill that. That gets them closer to a Chroma. Get that out of there. You're going to lose a lot of things. And so Underworld Breach is 
Um, I always say breaches. Um, <laughs> you're going to have stuff to exile, and that's not going to be a concern. I think the, we've talked about Underworld breach so much. I think it just gets an honorary red standard, right? I maybe it's like some mono red mono red standard yes i would vote i think once you get into the other colors it's a little hairier i would vote mono red staple almost because because you tell you think about so it you're, you're putting it up there with blood moon maybe and uh brass chonner <laughs> just something something to nod something to nod all right oh wow all right moving on squee mcgee what are you going to cut from your deck, and what are you going to add? All right, I lied. I'm not cutting Wheel of Fortune because I can't take half the value out of the deck just like that. Uh, I am cutting a budget Wheel of Fortune in Burning Inquiry. Uh, yeah, we are! So, yeah, one red. It's a sorcery. It's a common. Each player draws three cards and then discards three cards at random. While that is very squeeish and a lot of fun, I do like the discards at random thing. Do not need it in this deck. <laughs> correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, it does have flavor text. Giant oh. burned at the midnight oil. Burned through scroll after scroll and then burned down his laboratory. Um, Terrifying. Yeah. Actually, the artwork is a picture of him on fire. A guy so. on fire. Yeah, it's that's, awesome. That is kind of terrifying. <laughs> um so I'm cutting this for uh, Hellkite Courser. So it's coming in like two bucks and change. Yep. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, four colorless, two red. It's a creature dragon. I believe a mythic. Sure. Oh, Wait, it's a creature. It's, I'm sorry. Hold on. I think my... It's a creature what? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I misspoke completely. I don't even know. Like, I think I... Yeah, I was going to say, I think it yeah, cut out. Uh, sorry. It was a creature Dargon. Oh, uh, oh a, that makes sense. Okay. It's, a, it's, it's actually a uh, Dargon. Uh, so and, and Mr. Combo has left the chat. <laughs> and yeah, he turned his camera off. He's out of here. He's done. Uh, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> when Hellcat Corsair enters the battlefield, you may put a commander you own from the command zone onto the battlefield. It gains haste. Return it to the command zone at the beginning of the next end step. It's a 6-5. Strictly better. Just a, a straight upgrade. It's going to hurt my CMC, which actually was already pretty solid to start, so I'm not yeah. too worried about that. Uh, we know it. The Chrome is expensive. It gets more expensive. You need ways to get it back out there. So, like, I, I see this as a pretty decent fix, and I know Tuck's pointing. Are you pointing at the flavor text? Yeah, I was going to say, it's this card. Is that it? Or is there something more on this card? Yeah, no, no. I, th I, think, I think I just asked you that. Uh, well, I, I'm seeing something here that says the charge was held and not by horns, but the dragons echoed war. Oh, it worked. I got him to read it. <laughs> yeah. Suck it. Uh, yeah, this card's just better. Uh, it, it's there's nothing too fancy about it, but you need ways to get a, get a chroma back out on the board. I know it costs six, so that's kind of a wolf. But when a chroma already costs eight, we're already prepared for that. So you know, here here we are. Is that when you start singing uh, Be Prepared from Lion King? Boom! Scar reference. Wow. That is it. <laughs> well done. Hellcat no, Closer is great. Uh, I, I run this in my Kalia deck because, I mean, Kali only costs four, but she's a commander that gets removed a lot, so she might as well cost eight mm -hmm. yeah. most of the time. We, we, talk, we talked about that, so, yeah. Yeah, so this is a perfect card for this deck because it is a beater, and you are allowed... Uh, cheat 
a chroma out and maybe get a one-shot kill. And I hate to say this, this works kind of with Conjurer's Closet. Yeah! <laughs> you blink it. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is a chroma's gonna go back to the command zone before your next turn anyways, but you do get a blocker a chroma for whoever's turn is after yours. So mm. if it's someone that's like a real big problem, it's like, okay, well, I don't want Hellkite Courser to take the damage, I'll go ahead and bring in a chroma from the command zone because it's free. Hold on. And I'll let her take the blunt of it. Wait a minute. Hold on here. So. It says at the beginning of the next in step, not your next in step. So actually, couldn't you? No, because the trigger's supposed to set. Never mind. All right. Moving on to the under 50. Tuck. What are you gonna cut? What are you gonna add? Oh, it's me. Um, I am gonna cut. These actually are all equal price, so I will switch these around. I'm also gonna cut Burning Inquiry. Um, yeah, fun card. Not the right deck for it, uh, unless you want to go into like the Underworld Breach. So I'm pulling in a card type that is not in the entirety of this deck. You do not have a single Planeswalker. In this deck. Yes, he does. He does? Yes, he does. What? Yeah. Jessica, Thrice Reborn. Oh, she barely counts. Uh, but outside <laughs> to your point, <laughs> what? I, I actually, I have almost no Planeswalkers in any of my decks for that matter. I, well, that's true. So, Je Jessica and you pump a Chroma once, it's a one-shot kill. Well, you can't catch Jessica until you cast a Chroma. Fair. So... Still? Yes. Okay, fair enough. I, there's one other Planeswalker in the stack, and Squee is not known for his Planeswalker acumen. So I think there's another Planeswalker that you can add that recently has been tanking in price, and that one is Chandra, Torch of Defiance. So two colorless red-red for legendary Planeswalker Chandra. Number one, exile plus one. She comes with four loyalty. Uh, plus one, exile the top card of your library. You may cast this card. If you don't, uh, Chandra of Torch of Defiance deals two damage to each opponent. So again, as you talked about, sifting through your library, getting some incremental damage off of the things that you do or do not need. The only thing that blows there is it's cast, not play. So if you hit a land, you're kind of SOL. Um, plus one, uh, plus two red mana, which is really the reason why I think this those first two abilities are the most important ones, right? You either cycle through your deck and deal some incremental damage, or you ramp out just as another mono red ramp card. Uh, minus three, uh, Chandra, Torch of Defiance deals four damage to target creature. Whatever, not the end of the world. Can't pick off a commander early and often, maybe. And then minus seven, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, this emblem deals five damage to any target. So... The reason why I like to run, personally, I like to run a lot of Planeswalkers and Voltron or like Mono Red is because even if they're not a threat, people always think Planeswalkers are a threat, right? They always see them as like these big, scary yeah. things that are going to get out of control. And even if you only pay for, you know, cycle out a land or something that you don't need, everyone bends to, and then someone kills it, that's going to be damage directed at the Planeswalker, not you, right? If that doesn't happen, now you have an, a value engine that will cheat a Chrome out effectively two turns earlier if you sequence it out right. Okay. So again, look, not 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 look, too. I don't like Planeswalkers. I don't hate this one though. Well, that's an improvement. I Nothing. Only, I I really only think I like it because of the add two mana though. 
Honestly, I, like that's like ninety percent. Like this is that's what you're gonna do. That's, let's be all honest here. Oh no, never, I, here's never gonna happen. So here's so here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna the cast short three is just a one shot four mana expensive yeah. removal. I could play a lightning bolt or something a little bit better, you know, for a little bit. And it all works out because you can cast this for four plus two and then do by force by one and blow up some soul ring. Problem solved. It's all coming together. I'm, I'm going to give you a Whoa. good 50% on that one. And uh, the 2018 San Diego Comic-Con promo, which I do believe I own, is going for $111. Yeah, why is this nice. $7, by the way? Uh, it was it was it was really expensive. It was like super this duper this expensive and modern. Like a, a modal card that gets cut from almost every deck. No, well, because you basically think about it with the plus one, it only costs two colorless to play. Two colorless, and you have all of these effects. And in theory, yeah. planeswalkers can kind of be life gain because yeah. it's deterring people from attacking you. Sweet, this will blow this will blow okay. your brains. This card used to be like twenty five. For like a year when it was played in standard. Y'all are stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, we're moving on to my under 50. Uh, I am actually going to cut Chaos Moon. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, wow. You're yeah. both not a, not a good card. Look, look it's not, not a good, a good card. card. In, in, in your defense, it is not a good card. <laughs> Decidedly not so, a good card. It is quite fun. Uh, three, three colorless red. And basically, uh, what it says, guys, at the beginning oh, you of didn't each upkeep, read the count the number of text. <laughs> no, at the beginning of each upkeep, count the number of permanents. If the number is odd, until end of turn, red creatures get plus one plus one. And whenever a player taps a mountain for mana, it adds an additional red to the mana pool. If the number's even, until end of turn, red creatures get negative one, negative one. And if a player taps a mountain for mana, that ma mountain produces colorless instead of any other type. The reason I'm cutting it is basically every single turn squeeze, you got a 50-50 chance that your mana doesn't tap yep. for anything you need. Correct. So, uh, get it out. Uh, and what we're going to add it for is one mana more, I believe, and it's just better. We talked about it in ah. uh, MTG Action 4 News earlier in the week. Gauntlet of Power. Yep. Slam dunk. Comes in, pick pick red, your red creature, all red creatures get plus one, plus one, and all mountains all will tap for an additional red. Uh, it's basically the same thing as this. It's just one more mana, and you don't have the 50-50 shot that your deck doesn't get to do anything. Yep. That is fair. Because just, just imagine, Squee, it's the blue player's turn. Red now taps for colorless, and now you can't do your pyroblast and stuff. That would be irony, and that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, dude, I would laugh at myself for that one. That would be fun. If I play Chaos Moon, and I have to deal with it, I have to deal with it. That's fine. But, imagine this. You get Chaos Moon out, then you get double mana. You can get a chroma, maybe equipment, maybe attach it, maybe do some fancy things. That's what Gauntlet of Power is. I was gonna say, you get double mana. Yeah, but Gauntlet of Power is expensive money. I know we're in the under 50. I'm just being realistic. No, well, here. What are you talking about? Expensive money. It's like, it's going to be like 10 or 15. Yeah, this is, the this is the time to get it. It's, it's pre-ordered at 15, but I ain't spending 15 on it. Anyway, look, I'll say this. Great cut. Great ad. Will not be buying it. We'll put it that way. Well, <laughs> sure. You're, you're a, you're a crazy man. 
Well, with this crazy man, what's your under 50 cut? What's your under 50 ad? All right. So I am cutting a little ditty called Lightning Phoenix. It's just meh. Like, I don't really understand what it's doing in here. It doesn't really seem to hold any weight. Um, <laughs> Go on. So, so with Lightning Phoenix, we are looking at... Two colorless, one red, creature phoenix, it's a rare, flying haste, lightning phoenix can't block, not great. At the beginning of your end step, if an opponent does dealt three or more damage this turn, you may pay a red, and if you do, return it from the graveyard to the battlefield. It just doesn't have any place in here, It's a, it, it was it was more or less a spot filler, like it just, it, it doesn't help doesn't hurt Some, doesn't. someday they're gonna make a light a legendary phoenix that's gonna tie all these together until that day <laughs> by and large they are great limited <laughs> horrible commander <laughs> yeah anyways it needs to go so i'm uh swapping that out for gratuitous violence so <laughs> yes. enchantment it's a rare if a creature you control would deal damage to a creature or player it deals double that damage to that creature or player instead has some flavor text only the cabal could make a fight to the death more deadly. Um, this card's really good in here. Yeah. My, oh, my only beef with this card is, is three red pips, and, you know, it's model red, so who cares? Give me all the red pips you want. I don't, It doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah, gotta have this in here. Didn't happen to have one in the binder, but this would be a slam dunk add into the deck. Don't really even have that much yeah. to say about it. And you know, I just thought of the perfect meme for Unko AJ to do. He needs to create one with Pip from uh, Lord of the Rings, but it's just a bunch of pips that are red. <laughs> I'll take all the red pips. I like it. I like and that then, a lot. And then mash it, mash it up with pips don't lie. Yeah, what? But yeah, Gratuitous Violence, I think, is a staple in any deck that runs red and lives in the red zone. I don't know yes. why you don't run yeah, it. Yeah, you need it. It's let me, if, let me, you if you have those two let things. Me, let me actually... Is it damage you deal or damage your creatures deal? If a creature you control, creature control deal yes. damage to a creature or player. Yeah, you got to live in the red zone. But I think if you're living in the red zone and you're running red, as long as the pips won't hinder you... I mean, I'd run this in a three-color deck, four-color deck even. If you can afford the pips... Once again, if you could afford the pips. All right, now let's talk about this because you're going to hate this, Mr. Combo. But what about oh, a brass taunter with a gratuitous violence? All right, we'll <laughs> recommendations. Big Tuck, what's your cut and what's your ad? Uh, so. You're cutting Chaos Moon? Yes. Um, <laughs> and the issue is there's still a bad moon rising. Oh. But. It was the wrong kind. Okay, Credence, what do you got? Instead of chaos, we are doing Mr. Combo. Just say it. You know what it is. Blood Moon? Yes, sir. Uh, again, card. just a quality of life improvement here. Blood Moon, two colors and a red for an enchantment, not basic lands or mountains. Heavy light floating across the landscape, clocking everything. Sorry, cloaking everything in deep crimson. I don't know what CCR sounds like because I don't listen to music that came out before 1995. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. Chaos Moon, <laughs> trash. Bad card. Bad, bad card. Chaos Moon is just bad card. Blood Moon, good card. And I say that from a dark, dark pit of despair. 
Because I don't really hate a color no, like this. Just... <laughs> Tuck, the thing is, is there, it doesn't make sense if you're in mono red and you're not running Blood Moon. I like. What are you doing with your life? I actually completely agree, except for the only... I, it's a mono red staple unless you're running Doretti. Because you can why does why because you can hold yourself oh, with a bunch of lands. a bunch of artifact lands. Yes, that is the yep. only okay. reason. If you are playing mono red, anything but artifacts, staple, no questions asked. And well, and it's it's not even mono red artifacts. It's just if you're in mono red utility lands that usually engage with the artifact yeah. stuff. Because I mean, let's be honest, you'd only be losing one artifact land. And Doretti, because you can only one the one red. No, one. no, no. I'd be losing a lot of colorless lands. Like um, that's what I was talking yeah. about. Utility lands. It's your utility lands that you're really correct, worried about. Yes. It's not necessarily the artifact, artifact lands. lands. Yes, there's only one. Correct, artifact. correct, correct. And the yeah. So if if you're a psycho and you built a mono red artifact without utility lands, love to yeah, see that. Love, yeah, uh, love, and then run Blood Moon. Love to see that. Love to see Blood Moon. And for better or for worse, this card used to be a gazillion dollars. It's like eight now. So, oh yeah, and Squee, I actually I think I have a spare if I didn't put it in my cube. I will. Uh, so. I, I have a trade for you because I have not a real copy of this. I have a fake copy of this, but I do not I own a real. I don't copy. want your fake copy. No, I'm going to give you a fake copy your for your real copy. It's going to be wonderful. You can proxy into your deck. You already own another copy. Look, it's an equal no, I, I, no, I own two copies of Blood Moon. I ended up getting the uh, Invocation version for my Monterey <laughs> deck. Course. So then the normal one just got pulled out. Because no, that, deck's not, that, that deck's not hard enough to read. I'll give you the fake one because you can use the fake one somewhere else because you already own a real one. Since I don't own a real one, I can't use the fake one that I have. And I'm going to hold oh, myself yeah, to that. I won't use know. it. It's a beautiful yeah, copy. Trust me. It's just a little glossy. It's no big deal. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll take that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Uh, trying to get this thing less than two hours. Uh, I will go through my personal recommendation. It's pretty simple. I'm cutting Squee from the deck. Oh. I don't even need to go into all the reasons Her, why. It hurts it's my feelings, but should, I get it. But it also hurts my feelings. Should not be in here. But <laughs> I, I am adding you. a card in here, Squee, that I think you'll like. You deal a lot of damage in this deck because that's how your deck wins. So I think Null Spine Dragon is a slam dunk. Five colorless red red creature dragon, seven five. It has flying. When it comes into play, oh. you may discard your hand and draw cards equal to the damage dealt to target opponent this turn. Um, Mr. Combo, sorry, pardon. This is coming in from the... So is Null Spine what? Like some sort of mythical beast? Um... Uh, so now I'm going to read the flavor text. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Targon video for again. The, the, the home game. Uh, let's see. Um, bro, it woke to find vast world in need of a master. That was real. I, I know I say this a lot. That was really good. That was actually really good. Yeah, you're like, you channeled your, uh, yeah. your Keanu Reeves. Yeah. There we go, Bill and Ted, baby. Very good. So yeah, I think I think Nullspine Dragon can do some stuff, and I did squee because I didn't cut Conjuring's Closet. I was trying to get some stuff in here that actually makes that card worthwhile. I mean, you you almost um, countered your Conjuring's Closet point at the end of the show. You're, you're kind of going backwards here. No, I'm not because I'm adding cards that actually make it do something. Uh, and this thing is a banger with Conjurer's Closet because you're gonna be, you have to be dealing damage to people every turn. You have to be doing that or your deck's not doing what right. it needs to do. And so being able to blink this 
not your commander. Blink this at the end of turn. Oh, well, I'd hit 10 damage at this person. I'm going to draw 10 cards. Or, you know what? I gave a bunch of creatures double strike. I dealt 32 damage. I'll draw 32 cards. Yeah. Yes, you don't have Reliquary Tower in the deck, and so you'll have to discard down to hand size, but I'm telling you, red does not care about binning cards, not because they can get it back. It's just, it's a color that's so desperate to get the gas to hand that you really need to do that. And I, th and I think Nullspine Dragon can be that quasi backup commander because it is a 7-5 flyer. Yeah. So if a Chroma is prohibitively expensive, hey, I'll load up the equipment on it and start swinging in for 12, 14, 15 normal damage. So, hey, you, and at $3.25, it's pretty darn cheap. You don't have to sell me on this one. This is a, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, it's from, let's say, out, Shadowmore. Out, yeah, well, no, it's from Shadowmore, but I was going to say oh. it is from my favorite set outside of unattainable sets like Unlimited and Urza Saga. Uh, those are probably my two favorite sets of cards that are out, but Shadowmore has to be my actually, you could get these cards and use them and have fun with them. Favorite and that's set. the set that Reese came out in. Oh. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Uh, no, I like this a lot. It, it's a great cut. It's a great ad. It's perfect. I can't argue with it at all. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't recommend it for your deck if you didn't have Conjurer's Closet. Like, if you ended up deciding to cut Conjurer's Closet, I would say cut this out as yeah. well. Because once again, it's that one-time effect, and the fact that you Red doesn't have lots of ways to give no maximum hand size... So unless you're going to put in Thought Vessel, Reliquary Tower, and any other ways you can, it's like, what does it even matter if it's a one-time use and you draw 20 cards right. if you have to discard... Half, like three quarters seven. of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the only time you ever get to do that. It's like, okay, it was cool, but if you could try to abuse it and do it every one of your turns, that's when the value starts oh, to it get gets really, gross. really yeah, good. Yeah, it gets really gross. So. All right, Squee. Take us home. What is the last cut for your deck? What is the last add? All right. As I mentioned earlier, I'm also cutting Shatter. Uh, that's got to go. Adding another Hellkite in here. Hellkite Charger this time. So four colorless, two red creature Dargon. Uh, it's a rare. Flying haste. Whenever Hellkite Charger attacks, you may pay seven. Woof. Oh. If you do untap all attacking creatures, and after this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Five, five, flying, blah, blah, blah. We're looking for more additional but, combat phases. We're just swinging through. We're doing other things. It's pretty meat and potatoes in this deck, but I can't imagine a situation where this wouldn't be useful in a Voltron deck that's doing command damage. Why wouldn't you just do Aggravated Assault? Great question. That is a great question. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just curious. It, it costs a lot, of, lot less mana, and it's only... A lot less mana to play and less mana to activate. Well, let's just go with uh, for my pick. We cut Shatter for Aggravated Assault, aka Hellkite Charger, and we'll just do both of those. No, you have a great point. I, it's just more double effects that I'm looking for. I want to attack in, swing in more. Like, yeah, you're right. Aggravated Assault makes sense. Don't have any argument to that. Uh, yeah, I think the only argument you would have is you could pick up a Hellkite Charger for a dollar fifty, opposed to Aggravated Assault cheapest copies fifteen ninety. Yeah, that so, that also may may have something to do with with squeeze budget. But hey, this is no budget squeeze. <laughs> We're living the, the goddamn dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just trade Living trade, the goddamn dream. Trade twenty unlimited lands for it. There you go. <sighs> Actually, that's 
No, I don't even need to trade 20 of them. 13? No. 8? There you go. What? Yeah, I sold uh. I sold a hundred no, yeah, I sold a hundred unlimited lands for a hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, it's a dollar eighty. Right. Eight, eight, that's twelve. Ah, we're getting close, but we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> Good God, this was a marathon. Thanks for actually sticking with us this long. I apologize on behalf of everyone. We just had way too much to talk about. Yes, but indeed. hey, you guys finally waited. Here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level One. So, a little bit of change. What we're actually going to do is we're going to do a custom starter edh deck for one of you guys so hey. it'll consist of anywhere from 12 to 15 cards it'll include your cmd tower playmat and sleeves to sleeve it up it'll include the commander plus a bunch of support cards in it so that way you can get started and yes because we wanted to do something time spiral wise we will be modeling it after one of the legends in time spiral so be on the lookout uh, to enter, it's super simple. Just promote the content we put out there. You get an entry for every interaction you do with on social media, plus being a part of our patron community. We will announce the winner on MTG Action Forward News, April the 6th, and social media soon after. And yes, these giveaways will happen every month. It just kind of depends on what level one gaming wants to hook you guys up with. But we would love a five-star review, and for you to follow, do that like button, do the subscribe button, do all that stuff on whatever consumption platform you're watching, listening to, um... We, we love the reviews. It helps make us feel like we're actually contributing something to society more <laughs> than just uh, making sure that the liquor companies stay. Uh, I was going to say, that's not going to head of ourselves here. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us and find more ways you can enter, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. I'll spell out except for the five. Big Tuck, where can they reach you? Uh, I'm still on Twitter. I am almost potentially going to turn my twitter back on on my cell phone i didn't know it was off it's always been off uh you can go to our website cmdtower.com slash bnbe82 where uh squeeze deck list will be posted uh tuck puts a great article together for all of you thanks uh so please go uh go check it out he always tries to do something funny at the top and I do say try. We like to make him feel good. Okay. <laughs> that's that's unnecessary. And now he feels bad. Look what you yeah. got. I know. Uh, or you can just type in <laughs> Cathartic Reunion, Mana Vault, Darksteel Ingot, Tower.com. Squee McGee, if people want to get a hold of your Manalith commentary and learn what all nonsense hop sections you put together, how would they do that? Oh, you can find me at DearSquee at CMDTower.com. And... No, there's, there's nothing after the dot com. It's pretty straightforward. Oh, I thought you were going to give him your fax number because clearly you're living in the 90s. Wow. Um, he also does have a full audio <laughs> studio uh, here in Kansas City. So if you want him to work on your projects, send it over the interwebs. He's great to work with. Great A product, great A quality. If you would like to hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, guys, let's be honest. Just head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Towers so they know that you came from the collective. Uh, they do have singles, sealed product, board game accessories, everything you need from a gaming nerd perspective. 
If you would actually like to help us out financially, though, we would appreciate your patron support at patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different tiers from just the buck a month to $5 to $15 to $25. And we got budgets and options for everyone. And literally everything does help us upgrade equipment, uh, get you guys more cool products that we give away for free, according to your patron tier, um, and collaborate Hopefully with you guys, once we hit 50 patrons, we're going to start sending out a suitcase with all the recording gear you need. So that way you can sound great and be on Bruise and Build yourself. Oh, yeah. If you can't help out from a monthly perspective, though, but you would like to pick up some of the swag, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. Order the stuff. We have some great discounts, great deals on there. Literally just had someone buy um, one of each of our different uh, products that we've come out with over the last uh, 13, 14 months and got a message that was very nice on Facebook being like, look, great play mat, great set of sleeves, quality product. Thank you so much. Um, and, th and that feedback is helpful because, you know, we do put a lot of work and energy into making sure you guys don't get a bunch of crap. Uh, plus, you get additional entries into the monthly giveaways when you're part of the community. So, hey, you should do it. Uh, and of course, Pink Royal, thanks for the music provided at the beginning and the end. And T-Coats, our awesome editor. Make sure you guys like the YouTube video. Make sure you hit him up on Twitter if you have your own video editing projects. Uh, he's definitely very creative. He has turned our glorified PowerPoint into something actually viewable. So, we're done, finally. Uh, whoop, gonna sneak past you there. Uh, a chroma. <laughs> Squee, how do you feel your deck is now? Do you feel like what we've talked about, what we've maybe recommended to cut, what we've recommended to add, is going to give it more legs? Are we just making it filthier? Or are you going to stick to your guns and keep really bad cards in here? <laughs> Good lord. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be really honest. I'll probably stick to my guns and keep the really bad cards in here. That being, that right. being yeah, said, tracks. the cuts, the ads, they make sense. They track. I can't argue with those. I like them. They would make the deck better. But as, as we've talked about, you know, the Chaos player might just play a Chaos Moon and have some good time with it. Who knows? See, Who knows? and here's the thing. I appreciate what Squee just said. Your cuts and your ads all make sense and they'll make the deck better. I just don't want to do it. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. If he was like, none of them make sense, it's yeah. all nonsense. You guys, you, guys like, are, you guys are morons. No. Yeah, then it's just like, squeak, get the hell out of here. Go, go. Like, I didn't even think CBD of aggravated G assault. Cigarette. Like, I didn't even think of that. That's much better than my even, my, my ad. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, they do make sense and they are good cuts and they are great cards and people should use them and learn about them. But that's just like honestly, you, you just, you just, you just don't have. If I'm not you, going out and buying cards, which I'm not, like I, I'm probably not going to throw it in there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy the the shenanigans that are Akroma Angel of Fury. So you're saying that all Akroma players out there should go and do these things, but you are not that Akroma player. Yes. Excellent. Um, and I'm okay with yeah. that. I give the deck I give the deck a, a, a ten out of ten to start and eleven out of ten with your ads. We're just gonna keep it at a ten. So let's not get crazy. Yeah, here. I was gonna say that's that's, that's not all that's not all hold up look, here. Look, the amps go uh, to hey, eleven. Squee, how about this? On this scale, the amps this, go squee? to eleven. At Big Tuck's going away party, we'll sit you at a pod with me, Forrest Day Two Wong, and Dustin with our ten out oh of ten. Oh my god, and Chroma. And we'll just see what ends up happening. Oh, I can't wait to win that game. 
cannot wait. Granted, he could, considering we're all going to be playing blue, and he has all the yeah, anti <laughs> They're beautiful. I cannot wait to win that game. All right, I'm getting the hell out of here. It's 11 p.m. Magnetic Mountain, baby.